station is being brought to you via Nolsoft Shoutcast streaming technology. For more information, visit Shoutcast. Shoutcast.com. Hi, this is Lisa Stevens, president of the Star Wars Official Fan Club, and you're listening to Star Wars On Direct. Cyclan.net, c'est les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga, des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe. Et bien plus encore. Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.cyclan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Star Wars on Direct is brought to you by Solnet. With SimpleNet, obtain a low-cost advertising for your company or, quite simply, a space to put your personal website online. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Welcome to Star Wars on Direct, the voice of Star Wars fandom. So, tonight, the show number five. Is that right, yep. Mr. Producer? Yep, yep, yep. All right, show number five. Uh, I'm here with my producer, Danny Pepin. Hello. My co-host, <laughs> Doofus Chog. <laughs> ha, ha, A.K.A. Ha, Kit ha. Fisto. <laughs> I guess you just had to be there. <laughs> yes. And, of course, me, myself, Will Mutez. A.K.A. Bob. And now, with the groove on the house. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to be talking about uh, tons of stuff. We have actually two subjects that we want to deeply explore with all our fans. So, first one will be how the Star Wars universe ad- has influenced your life. And uh, the crazy Star Wars theories. Seb's, Seb's crazy th- Star yeah, Wars my, theories. My, my, my crazy theories. It's like... There are so many. Yeah, I know. It's like it's no. It's we we gotta tell like the little liner. The the 
the, the show of the, all the theories presented here by Sebastian are not really deeply presented by the, the hosts and, and the producer. And the producer. That's it. So, we're also going to have, of course, the hyperspace segment and the miscellaneous news segment. I cannot pronounce that word. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous news. Is that a proper? I don't know. Okay. If I know how to, how to say it. Miscellaneous news. <laughs> With a pen in your mouth, it's not as easy. <laughs> okay, and now we're going to go to Kit, who's going to tell us how you can contact us. How to contact us is by email, studio at s-w-e-n-d-i-r-e-c-t dot com by MSN Messenger s-w-e-n-d-i-r-e-c-t at hotmail dot com and by the chat on our main site that is www dot s-w-e-n-d-i-r-e-c-t dot com and you can see us on the chat on the, uh, on the webcam, the webcam. That's right. I think you can see my nose probably more than I'm the your one head. Your yeah. head. My head. My entire head. <laughs> oh just, my God. just, just no. the top of your I'm head. I'm the uh, I'm the one on the right. Tifisto is the one on the left, and you that's see probably my hand in the next few couple of pictures. Yeah, you see the laptop of uh, of Bob. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm gonna be hiding a uh, kid's kid's face with my hand. So basically, there's also another way we can al- we can always contact you, and that's simply by uh, letting us know what's wh- what your phone number is, and, and uh, we will call you. We will call you, no charge, no free, no using one eight hundred call att <laughs> or one eight hundred collect. You think they will give us any money for that plug? No. No. no uh, Never. Okay. And now we're going to go straight to a word from our producer. Yep. Well, it's basically uh, that uh, we're happy that the last show was downloaded for 3.6 gigahertz of transfer. Point six. That's a lot. O- only the, the English show. Only the English ouch, show. Ouch, ouch. So it's more than we expected. And the other... Uh, uh, thing that I want to say is that we, uh, Star Wars and Zach, on Thursday, that's it, Thursday? That's right, on Thursday. We will have a special edition uh, in French, uh, because the local sci-fi channel, which is called ZTV, that's right, will come and film us. We're going to be interviewed! We're going to be interviewed! Yeah, we're going to be interviewed for... Uh, so if you want to see their pictures. Yep. That's right. Yeah. No offense. Uh, that tattooing TV. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, we will probably, uh, when the show goes on TV, we will record it and probably uh, digitize it uh, yep. later. And uh, you will be able to see it. You won't understand the thing, but... <laughs> oh, come on. French is not that difficult. Yes, I mean, it is. Oh, come on. For us, no. But I mean, com- compared to like... Like Russian Latin or yeah, Chinese? Russian or Chinese. Even yeah. Japanese is not that hard when you like think about. It. Can you speak okay. Japanese? Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, did you? <laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, we can. You can read the subtitles, but we're on radio, so it's g- that's gonna be hard. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go to a small musical break right now, and uh, we're gonna be coming back with the. Hyperspace segment along with the missileless news, missileless news, whatever. So we're gonna. Time has been what you want me 
Oh, crap. Prepare to jump into hyperspace on my mark. All right, stand by. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct. That was uh, Very Lincoln surprising. Park. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was Lincoln Park with Numb. <sighs> Thank you for cutting me close. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> now we're going to do a little hyperspace segment. Uh, this hyperspace segment will last 15 minutes with comments by the hosts and the co-hosts. And uh, yeah. We're going to be asking you people in the chat who do not want to hear about uh, any spoilers to please for episode take, take the volume down and come back in 15 minutes top chrono and of course uh, we ask you not to discuss those particular uh, spoilers into the uh, chat room if you want to do so you can go into the my room one on the swondirect.com website and we are going to start this now okay so basically today I've got the uh, hyperspace segment dispersed into about two or three different uh, kind of uh, ways. So okay. we've got the movie part and we've got the comments and the uh, miscellaneous comments of hyperspace. Of course, the first really important news is that on October 28th, the hyperspace was back up. <gasps> we finally have access to the ILM uh, management side. But I- is it open... Uh 24/7? Yep. Yeah. I didn't go uh, since. Well, like since, uh, probably more like 12, 24, yeah. Yeah, just we'll like it was in Sydney. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I didn't go either. <laughs> 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 Tell you the truth. <laughs> in any case, a lot of interesting news came up in the past couple of we- in the past two weeks. Um, I'm gonna go with the movie type of uh, news that I got for you. Of course, there's gonna be the beginning of the movie where we're gonna be seeing the heck of the space battle ever uh, this will be we're going to see a, a sep- separate spaceship that is going to be shut at there's going to be a hole and we're going to see clone being like taken out sucked, sucked out into the vacuum of space that's right and from from that we're going to we're going to go from a third from third person view to a first person view that so we're probably going to see the wall. We're probably going to see the wall go away. Maybe, maybe a little red would be cool too, wouldn't? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just explode. Yeah, <laughs> a little red spot in space. <laughs> Boi- blood boiling, you know, blurry vision or something. <laughs> uh, then what? What of course will happen uh, aboard this uh, same separatist ship that is flying over Coruscant? Uh, Chancellor Palpatine is. Uh, Apparently tied up to a chair. I don't know what's going on. Shackled. With yeah, I don't know what's going on with him and Dooku, but I like tied up. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's a bondage kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and uh, Anakin will master be apprentice yeah. relationship. Oh, oh come man. on! <laughs> Anakin and Dooku will be fighting in a in a in an epic duel, and of course, uh, both Palpatine and Dooku are talking, you know. And that's when Dooku loses an arm, probably in vengeance of the one. Anakin's last, and uh, we're going to see Dooku being decapitated by two lightsaber, but probably just as a shadow on a wall, which is going to be really interesting. You know, just kind of the way that you see Django's head, yeah, yeah. flying out. They, they <laughs> want to. Cool. They want to get the the general 
a PG, a PG, PG rating. But uh, I don't think they will be able to. Yeah, that's it. Especially with all the kids that die in episode three, and well, uh, it, it, that's something we're not. They no, they, they that's something we're not going to see. They're, they're going to be shot off screen. Yeah. But still, we're going to see the emotion in Yoda and the anger probably in Obi Wan's so. like, "Oh, you're going to pay for that? Yeah. That was my little brother there." <laughs> also, another Jedi for that dies. You will pay. Yeah, that's it. Mm. No, I, 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 I need pay to do shot. it. <laughs> Shak- I need to do it. <laughs> Shakti will be executed by Grievous. No, it's not Grievous. It's Grievous. In the beginning of the movie, uh, she would probably die of her ho- of the of a blade of the ho- of her own lightsaber. So I don't know what Grievous is going to be doing, but he's going to hurt her more, mo- most definitely. But Grievous has some kind of arm that's split yeah, up. Yeah, I said he has he four lightsaber. He has four lightsabers arms. himself, but, but what I think that I've read is that she's the only one, or she's the only one that dies of a lightsaber wound, and then the other the other Jedi's he kills with his gun. He chills because he uses a gun. Yeah. And uh, speaking of other Jedi who dies, we're going to be talking about Kaidi Mundi and Plo Koon. We're going to be visiting the Atapo planet. And uh, I hope I'm saying that right. I guess we'll only see when episode 3 comes out. And um, they're going to be on this planet because that's where camps of uh, and mines for drives from the separatists are. Of course, they're investigating this. And as they transmit their investigative report to findings. The, their findings to the Jedi Council, they probably get intercepted, and that's when they die. I think we won't actually see them investigating. They'll kind of be like the droid ship at battle. That yeah, we're probably just going to see them like transmitting the uh, the findings, and then something will happen just like to epi- to to Obi Wan in Episode Two. Yeah, and uh, we're going to see trouble. There's a, a comment that Adam One said on the chat. They, of course, Hasbro will we'll release a dead Padme figure four months before the movie. And you were in it for me. And <laughs> <laughs> in it for everyone, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Who knows? Well, well we're going to be talking a little bit about Padme later on in, mm-hmm. this, in this interview. Ten minutes ago. Middle of the movie, Mace Windu and Palpatine will be engaged in a, in a fierce fight, and the Chancellor will be actually talking to Anakin, telling him how the Jedi are, like, totally weirdos, and they're, they're traitors, you must not trust them. And Hanekin will actually be convinced by Windu for a short period of time. And that's where it gets, like, weird. Because you have two different types of rumors that are going around. It's either, A, he's going to stab Mace... Anakin's going to be stabbing Mace Windu in his back. Literally. Or, B, he's just probably going to... Mace Windu probably will be fighting back and for a couple of minutes. And there you go. He's going to die of an honorable, honorable death. Do you like the music playing? I do. <laughs> After it fits again. <laughs> After the, clo- the, the clone war, the clone troopers uh, have turned against the Jedi. The only people left to give orders to Obi Wan are the, the Jedi Council. He will leave Carson to uh, find uh, find Anakin back, and when he's going to do when he gonna, when he will find him, um, he's going to he thinks he, he's on Naboo, but on his way there he gets intercepted by Grievous, and of course that's what that's what we've heard. He's going to be fighting him and. Pursuing him on the on the back of the giant lizard or something. I'd love to see a rancor more than a lizard, you know. It would be more cool. And uh, Grievous and Obi Wan will be fighting, and of course the Jedi will win. 
Duh. Then Obi-Wan will take his ship <laughs> and go back to Naboo. And that's where he's going to find Padme. And he's going to convince her to tell him where Hanekin is. And that's what will lead him to Mustafar. Which is... Uh, I hate that la- name. Yeah, the lava planet. It's like <laughs> Middle, East, Middle, East, Middle East name, you know. Hopefully he'll change it. Yeah. He could still. What is Mustafar backwards? Rooster, no? R- Rafa, No, it's worse. Rafatsum. <laughs> it could grow on me. It could grow yeah. on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, just like Attack of the Clone grew yeah. on me. <laughs> End of the movie, of course. Uh, we're going to see Yoda, who's probably going to be holding a, a Sith book. More thinking of a Sith holocron. Would be cool, just like in the Tales of the Jedi's. I doubt it. And, uh,. Who knows? Palpatine's going to probably come in, or he's going to go to Palpatine, because one way or another, he's going to know who Sidious is. And they're going to be fighting, and sadly enough, Yoda's going to be defeated. I'm thinking it's more something like the defeat of Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back, where he was falling down the shaft. That's probably what's going to happen to Yoda. He's going to run away in some some way. Going to jump off the... the Jedi uh, Council Tower. I'm thinking something more <laughs> like a critter, you know? He's going to roll himself in a ball and just roll away with his two ears on the <laughs> side. <laughs> That's what... Hey! You got to use your imagination. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, the uh, the couple of last scenes we're going to see in the um, in the actual movie will be a ship landing on Mustafar and uh, we're going to see clone troopers coming out as well as Palpatine to go get Anakin. And bringing him back on the ship. After that, you're going to see Hanekin waking up in his Vader armor. He has become Darth Vader. As he woke up, he asked Palpatine, where is Padme and what, what happened? Palpatine answered, you killed her. He becomes no. enraged, and of course, he's, he, he shouts just, just as our he producer did. He up the room. That's right. No! Palpatine, so much that Palpatine even had to like protect himself in a bubble of force. So that's going to be cool. He's like, boop, boop. <laughs> We're going to see the funeral of Padme. Then we're going to see Obi-Wan that will be arriving in Tatooine and delivering. <laughs> basically do, doing the... Uh, what's that bird? Presenting. No, what's the bird names? That's like... Luke. Give the, the, the babies to the people. Look what you did to me. <laughs> <laughs> Under pressure. <laughs> in any case. In any case yeah. yeah, that's it. We're going to see... Um, Obi-Wan delivering the, the stork. The stork delivering the baby to, uh, <laughs> the, to, to the, the, the other guys, Owen and Barrel Lars. Bail Organa C2PO and R2D2 will be on Alderaan in company of Leia Skywalker. The last scene of the movie will probably be something around the edges of Emperor Palpatine, Darth Vader, and uh, Tarkin on the bridge of a Star Destroyer watching the construction of the first Death Star. I would hope that would be in the Ma installation. That would be so oh, cool. It was the, this could be cool, yes. But I suppose we will only see kind of the frame, only yeah, the frame it. of the. Well, I, I would like to see like the frame and like a faraway position, and you see like all black holes around surrounding it. Just like just one big black hole behind. That'd be mm. so cool. Yeah. It won't happen. No, I know. A couple. It was. G- it, it would give too much sense to the expanded right. universe. So a couple can't of do that. George Co- can't do that. Yeah. He loves to see fanboys fight. Yeah, that's it. One other thing that's really interesting about this, uh, about the reports we've received this week, is of course that. Uh, would you go away? 
damn thing. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not talking to you guys. <laughs> no, that's you. <laughs> uh, one, of the, one of the really cool things we saw this week is that uh, the Anakin Obi Wan duel will really be intense, and Anakin will probably lose. Uh, Every other part of his body except his head and torso, and the o- the only part that's gonna fall into a huge crevice that's gonna open up in the in the planet's ground is yeah, well, uh, he's, yeah. he's, he's just gonna fall on a little ledge, and that's when the clone troopers are gonna come and get him. But as Obi Wan and Padme arrive to Mustafar and they they they, they surprise Anakin, Anakin believes that Padme, you know. She couldn't. He, he, she she mistrusted her. She's a traitor. She's a traitor. So he strangles her with a force, and I'm pr- I'm, I'm thinking he's gonna throw her away on yeah. a wall, or just and hang her on the wall, something like that. that. And she's, she's probably gonna fall down. And I'm guessing you're gonna see like some sort of a liquid coming out from her between her legs. You know, she broke the wall. Ah, okay. No, no, <laughs> you will not. That, that's you won't get a PG. You won't get a PG rating if you do that. No, nope. it's water, man. It's not even blood. But the young kids don't know what the it is. The young kids. Yeah, she pissed in her pants. No, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, it's like that's all. Then later on, when they when, when they grow old, you know, you tell her she broke the waters. It's probably gonna happen to your wife one day. <laughs> Little comments from the stars. Uh, Hayden Christensen was interviewed uh, in the past two weeks, and he said that he, he loved the, doing the movie very much. He says that in the beginning of the movie, uh, it's a it's a really funny uh, role to hack. But progressively, it goes deeper and deeper in the dark side. It grows darker and darker on him, so you really see him becoming Darth Vader. Uh, in the first act of the film, there's a lot of adventure. You and him are actually playing the, the Jedi they're Knights. Friends. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're doing the Jedi Knights. They're joking a lot with each other, and there's a couple of humor humorous touch. But uh, it comes darker and darker as the movie goes. In our details, we had details about uh, Grievous come up. The, um, the 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 he's probably gonna look like Des- a mix between Destro, Terminator, <laughs> and Doctor Doom from Marvel. <laughs> cool. Just like mix all I, those I, three I don't together. Even like I don't like the idea of having a cyborg. Nope. Me I neither. Think it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna. Oh no, we can't. Your theory about Darth Maul thingy there being no. grievous. We could do it now. Yeah, we can do it now yeah, because that's it's for the time. No, <laughs> it was just a crazy theory that I thought of that the. The remnant of the uh, of Darth Maul wa- was put on some kind of robot legs and everything, and with a mask. And <laughs> I invented that theory after Episode One. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't remember. You that. want you invented that one? Yeah, that's pretty sad. I know that's pretty sad. <laughs> well, you know, they had the technology, so that that was a good way to bring him back. But they decided to kill him, and of course, we're going to know that Grievous is dead because when when Obi Wan's going to kill him, his eyes are going to come out of his head. So that's he pretty has strong a mask message. on. How does that happen? No, because the mask doesn't cover his eyes. It's a two-part uh, mask, but it doesn't cover his eyes. Okay, that's how you see it. Uh, the je- we're going to see a lot of a lot of other droids, and the number of droids that are going to be destroyed in this movie will be twice as big as the the actual number of of uh, droids that were destroyed in episode episode two, Attack of the Clones. That's a lot of, of broken that's a, metal. That's a lot of broken metal. Yeah. So we're going to see Jedi Hunter droids, which uh, probably have shields like the one we've seen in Episode One on Naboo, separating the, Je- the Jedi's and the Sith at the end of the movie. Is that reminiscent of the uh, the Uzong Vong hunters, robots? Probably. Y- you know, they're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, but it, it looks, it sounds like it. 
I know it does. They look but, like know, Terminator. That's it. it sounds, exactly. It sounds like uh, Cortosis as well, so who knows? But the Cortosis will be uh, in the Clone War cartoon. That's right. Battle droids will be there, of course, destroyed droids, and Super Battle Droids are coming back. And there's going to be the, some you know, some new droids called the Spider Droids. And I'm going to finish... I, I thought they had the Spider Droids. Yeah, so yeah. Right, different Spider Droids, okay. I think. That's right. Okay. Uh, it's it's the same one that are, that he based on the concept of the Battle of Geonosis. Now I'm going to finish this chronicle, talking a little bit about the ATST in a baby version. The the clone troopers are going to ride almost like speeder bikes. It's going to be really interesting to see. You're going to see it on Kashyyyk, which is another one of the new planets we're going to see in this movie. The Wookiee planet. And new? Not really. Well, they had drawings. In the movie. Yeah, but in, in the, the movies. movies. True. So. This no, is but it. it was supposed to be Kashyyyk in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Exactly. There are drawings. But anyway, it's finished. Stop. Stop. No okay. more. No more yep. spoiler. Yep. Spoiler out. Spoiler okay. out. I'm going to see in one minute because... Uh, stop. Yeah. Silly. Okay. That's it. We're done. Are we done? This thing won't stop. This thing won't stop. Ah! Because you, you <laughs> don't know how to use it. I'm kidding you. In any case. Okay, so... We're done with that. Yep. Tell me, do you have a little, uh, like... Interfacing thingy there. I can, yes, I can. That would be cool. <laughs> you want some kind of transition? <laughs> I'd like some kind of transition. Okay. Can you transit me? And we will now head over to the miscellaneous news. Bum bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had the transition already. Aww. Oh, okay. that's right. Be, be a crybaby. Okay. Um, last Tuesday, the Indiana Jones trilogy came out on DVD in North America. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. Uh, four DVD set, and the first three DVDs hold the are the first three films, such as Raiders of the Last Ark, Temple of Doom, and The Last Crusade. And the fourth disc is three hours of bonus material, and it's the new, new documentaries, uh, making of, new interviews... Um, stuff like that, basic DVD stuff. Tons mm-hmm. and tons of extras. Yep, yep. as you and usually see on DVDs. And yep. it's not that expensive. It's uh, in in Canada, it's sixty bucks for so four DVDs. Probably around forty dollars. Probably, <laughs> probably cheaper in uh, to club price or Costco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably around forty dollars in price clubs uh, all over yeah. America. Yep. Um, and it's five point one digital and THX everything max. Um, and last last Thursday, there was another rumor of episode 789 on Dark Horizons. And they said, um, one of our friends works at ILM, and uh, he said that the original trilogy could um, could come soon. And... Da-da-da. Um, well, it, it would be Steven Spielberg. It would be Steven Spielberg who would do 789. And because he was interested to do Attack of the Clones, but it would not be Lucas. That's it. Because it's e- he's it's tired. tired yeah. He's yeah, too tired. It. He's we tired of Star Wars. We've but can you blame him? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> he's the one who started it. Hey. Extreme fan. <laughs> when you start something, you gotta finish it. <laughs> yeah, he's finishing it. <laughs> no, he's beginning. He's beginning it now. Blah 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 <laughs> blah blah. blah, blah. Uh, 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 uh. You wanted to go there, boy. <laughs> No? Okay. This one? Oh, oh. yes. Um, the trilogy, cl- the classic trilogy on DVD, 
Um, it seems that it is coming in 2004 at the fall 2004, and that um, it comes. It would come. What is it? It would uh, because of a uh, oh. major planning assault. Yeah, it's a kind yeah. of meeting. They There's a meeting. There's a meeting being. They all received a small invitation. It was a little Darth Vader statuette, a little plate. Not a plate. What, what is that on the plate? It says, Lord Vader is planning a major assault. He summons you to share his top secret battle plans. Wednesday, November 5th, 2003. That's right. And we're going to tell you where we'll be on November 5th in a few hours. <laughs> Man, you got to stop doing that. <laughs> okay. On Friday, we had news that the actor Mark Hamill, age 52, who played Luke Skywalker in the original trilogies, has apparently taken off his um, his resume that he was in Star Wars. So that means that he's tired of having the being Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that's it. Well, abandoning his role. You just can't grow out of that. <laughs> Harrison Ford did. No, he didn't. <laughs> mm, not sure, not sure, not sure. He's done other things, though. Yeah. Yeah. But Indiana seriously, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Ser- seriously. is that better though? Yeah, that's it. I mean, you got to figure, okay? Either you're Han Solo or Indiana Jones, or the President of the United States. I'd rather be Han Solo. Yeah, for sure. Especially I don't want to be the governor. Especially with the, <laughs> especially with the current administration. Mm-hmm. We love you, Mr. Bush. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, Mark Hamill has done. Um, yeah. He's done. He's done a lot of. That's uh, bad news. If, if yeah. you want, uh, if seven, eight, nine. That's not good news. He's done video games and uh, CD-ROMs, all kinds of things. And uh, let us all remember Wing Commander. Yes. Um, next, how do you watch Clone Wars? Uh, Clone Wars will be on hyperspace twenty minutes after that it goes on Cartoon Network in the states, and they will be through um, high quality QuickTime. And um, and there will also be a audio commentary on the other one from the creator of the s- of the series, Gendy Tar- Tartakovsky. Tartakovsky. Mm. What's wrong with that name? It's Tartakovsky. It's not that hard. I cannot. How, many d- how long did you pronounce it? How long did you practice for? Three times. I cannot pronounce miscellaneous, but I can pronounce miscellaneous. Part- That's it. There you go. I cannot pronounce that word, but I can pronounce Tartakovsky. <laughs> okay, for the non-members of hyperspace. In the states, you will be able to see it through the site of the the, the next day after it's that it's uh, on the TV. Uh, in the states, you'll be able to download it from Cartwork, Cartoon Network, and it'll be streaming and low res. So uh, <laughs> only for the the surfers inside the United States. Yep. And the Cartoon Network will also have commentary from the creator. For Tartakovsky, uh, <laughs> for those who are less familiar with Star Wars, yep. So you and can understand a little bit better who is who and what is what. Yep. Canadians will not have that on TV. And why so women's sit is really bad, especially during PMS season. <laughs> go okay. on, okay, <laughs> go on. <laughs> In on the twenty twenty first of October, uh, Rogue Squadron Rebel Strike came out for the GameCube, and. Uh, uh, there's one negative point that most gamers are agree on. It's the third mission, and no, the they're, they're not as nice. It's, n- it's not as well made as the we third person. Mission. The third, third person. Yeah. 
and um, also the um, spe- specs for the Knights of the Old Republic for PC came out this week on Wednesday, and it'll be Direct Direct 9B, Windows 98 to XP, Pentium 3, 1 gigahertz, or Athlon 1 gigahertz, 128 RAM 250 for 98, 256 RAM for ME to XP. You need a mouse <laughs> and a keyboard. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't play with a joystick? Apparently not. Shit. <laughs> Four gigabytes of space on your HD. Four gigabytes, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's like... Ouch. Ouch. We're all, we're all over the 6.4. We almost all have it, at least a 30 gig, so it's almost yeah, okay. Yeah. You are you have a Mac. I know. Grow, grow on a PC. No. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need a um, a 32 meg... Uh, VD VRAM, so a mm-hmm. relatively good graphics card, um, and it's recommended to have a 1.6 gigahertz processor, 512 of RAM, and a ATI Radeon 9200 or NVIDIA GeForce MXTI or better. Yes, and the Thursday that, that's going to be just like crazy. It's you, you cannot play that game. <laughs> I don't know. For those of you who heard the interview with Mike Gallo, I think he was pretty wrong saying that, oh, you're going to be able to play that with your basic home computer. Nope. I don't know. I don't play games on a computer. That's because you have a Mac. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> That's not the reason. Moving on. Um, the prepaid cards for Galaxies is coming out, so people that don't have a credit card can start playing. That's a great so news, right? Yeah, I guess that's great news. Unlike people who don't have a credit card, can still cannot subscribe to hyperspace. Oh no, they can now With because uh, they're taking the checks. Yeah, taking checks. Ever taking since a couple of months, uh, month ago, I think. Yeah. Wow, it's still forty dollars Canadian. Twenty-eight ninety-five Canadian. It's twenty dollars U.S. It's worth it. I don't know. I don't know. To get the Clone Wars twenty yeah, minutes yeah, yeah. after. I, I just go on Sith Clan. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't the Force. Pictures. <laughs> yeah, the Force. They're nice. They're good. Sith Clan is better. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then um, this week, the new there's new collection stuff coming out. At so, Bail Organa Senator Alderanian Senator has come out yes. in, from Attack the Clones, and it comes with a hologram of Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, the Macquarie Concept Stormtrooper fan choice number four. That's pretty cool. The Imperial Dignit- Dignitary from the from Return of the Jedi. Uh, Padme and Amidala from the Lars Homestead. That the is, that the, the is that the blue get-up that she yeah, has on? Yeah. Avi, Ayi Vida, <laughs> Outlander nightclub patron, Attack the Clones. Which one is that one? I know. He thinks it's, it's the one no, with I the red hair. I said something really okay. stupid earlier. Okay. But it's probably like the girl standing in the back with the orange hairs. Which one? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you okay, go. Okay, Obi-Wan from the Outlander... Um, Club, uh, so that comes with a a bar, yeah. a bar stool, yeah. and a shot glass. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And a couple of oh no, that's yeah, the next one. Yeah, yeah. So Elon Mango from the yeah. He's he gets a blaster, a drink, and death sticks. Now you have like and the, the other portion and the, the other portion of the bar. Yeah, so you have you have to buy Obi Wan and Elon Mango to get the the whole bar. That's pretty cool. And the third wave of three and a quarter for uh, 2004 
units will be Lando Calrissian in the Skiff Guard disguise. Rapperturni. Rapperturni. Which okay. is uh, a mem- uh, is a member of the uh, Max Rebo band in the ah. special edition. Jingqui. Oh yeah, the Odine. No, the one playing like the harmonica. Okay. Ah, uh, the little disgusting thing. Yeah. <laughs> Tennis Bajek, holographic Luke Skywalker, and Wave Two will be of the Ultra Figures in 2004. Will be Jabba the Hutt and Jabba the Hutt's court denizens, the Bomar Bomar monk Budo. And Wolf Wall Kabashit. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that is not mispronounced. <laughs> That's how you say it. Yeah. Kabashire. Okay. Go with Kabashire. It's less offensive. And the uh, wave, wave, first wave of the Clone Wars figures. Those are the the, the caricatural figures, yeah. not the. Yeah. And they'll be in Targets in the States. And uh, Anakin, Obi Wan, Mace Windu, Ahazi. Ventress, and the second wave will be Count Dooku, Dirge, Yoda, and a clone trooper. And you can buy them at Legends. They have them. Nope. No? No. no. They, 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 will. They, they will. They, they will. will. <laughs> no. Yeah, they will, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is for the, the, actu- the actual figures, not the, the, not the one that are characterized. Uh, oh, okay. The actual ones. Yeah, the actual ones, yeah. So. Um, and then uh, synopsis from New Threat will be yeah, it's the, so the Boba Fett. The, the Boba f- Fett Junior Novelization. Yeah, junior the, n- the number five, yeah. It will be out soon. Yeah, we uh, we got the synopsis. There. Yeah. So the next um, what target for Boba Fett is Wat Tambor, the master of the Union, the Techno Union, union Solar Planet, on the planet Zagoba. That's not original. <laughs> that's n- that's that's so original. It hurts, <laughs> doesn't it? So he's found a new important threat, threat for the Republic. And next, nope. It's uh, I think it's Le- much later. That's <laughs> it. We got seven pages of, mi- of on course. the last oh, miscellaneous NGO. news. Uh, the last NGO. Called the Unifying Force yeah. will be available finally the fourth of November. Who makes That's a Tuesday. series of nineteen books? <laughs> <laughs> ah, they were planned for twenty-one. They yeah, canceled. I know. Other than Lucasfilm, who would do that? <laughs> Plenty of people, I'm sure, if they had the money. Well, Robert Newman did a, ser- a series uh, with the Shannara thing there. Uh, that was a lot of books. The book on Star Trek well, is that a series? Probably no. They got they got started books, but not not, not a series, particular series that lasts okay. on for okay. twenty one bucks. Yeah. So, and if you can read French, there is the synopsis on Sithkind, Sithkind.net. If not, go to uh, the boards of the Jedi Council on TFM. Yeah, go on lit. You they can should have you it. can see the. Uh, so the and all Star the Wars there. number six in English will be on Unifying Force. The 40th show, yeah. Yep. Yeah, number 40 in French. We don't know s- now six when it will be... Or 6.5. <laughs> Something like yes. that. We'll see. We shall see. Okay, now we're going to go to a new little musical break. Uh, we're going to be listening to Trap, Still Frame. And we're going to be right back with the main subject. How does Star Wars Universe has influenced your life?
Hi, this is Steve Sansweet, and you are listening to Star Wars on the Left. And welcome back to Star Wars on Direct, home of the Ewok funny... Uh, we love you, Steve. Little people. <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with revenge of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, now we're going to be talking about how the Star Wars universe has influenced your life. And um, for those people who want to want us to call them, that's just right. uh, add the SW. Direct at com user to your MSN Messenger and send us your phone number. That's right, so we can track you down and uh, send a police after you. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever say something bad on the show. In any case, uh, Brian is going to tell you, is going to remind you how, how to get, that you can contact us. How to contact us. How to contact us. Studio at SWEI. S, sorry. Studio at S-W-E-N-D-I-R-E-C-T dot com. You can say direct. They will understand it. It's just simpler. <laughs> That's the email. Studio at S-W-E-N-Direct dot com. E-N-Direct, yeah. That's exactly it. By messenger, S-W-E-N-D-Direct. Social influence, of course, and as well as the decisions influenced by Star Wars. And we're going to be little, talking a little bit about positive influences, negative influences, and concluding on that subject for today. So, passions okay. that were opened we're back up. On. We're back on. <laughs> so, do you want me to start all over again? No, no, no. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> passions that were oh, that were opened up by Star Wars. Um, Brian, yes. you want to start over? What? My passions. Yeah, your passions. My passions that were opened up through Star Wars. Yes. You know that's almost poetic. They decide to become a poet because of Star Wars. You're a poet and you didn't know it? Who knows? <laughs> the shadow knows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so okay. What? Yeah. Go. No, okay, that's okay. I'll do you it go first. first. <laughs> you go first. Yes. Yeah. You go first. No, you go first. You okay, I go first. <laughs> no, no, I'll go first. The, one of the most important things that Star Wars changed in my life was actually the need, need of knowledge. Uh, when I watched the Star Wars movie, you know, I, I was seeing the Jedi's and all. Their general knowledge of everything was incredible through the Force. They knew almost everything. So I wanted to become that way in a way. So I decided to take a look around, and every time I can like know something more that can add to my life, I will learn about it, and I will teach other people about it when the time comes. Often I will be laughed at, but that's okay. Women don't bear die show. <laughs> I, st- <laughs> I stand on my position. <laughs> but the the need for knowledge that, that that actually came from Star Wars was really impressive because that gave me a, li- a real lot of good grades in school, especially in the history class. Mm-hmm. And because I loved the uh, the medieval times, and I learned and read a lot about the medieval times and a lot about the Crusades and all that stuff because it really interested me. Uh, to me, it's like that's the time when the, the the real heroes started to show up, you know, the first couple of times. And uh, of course, among many other things, with Star Wars comes the music, intelligent music. So there comes the classical music, and there comes Mozart and Beethoven and Vivaldi, and all these other great names I don't rem- I don't all remember. Tchaikovsky, he's good. Yeah, as well, Wagner. 
who inspired our friend John Williams. Yes. To among others. Among others, yes. Who were mainly nameless. <laughs> Preferably. <laughs> and um, yeah, we. It's it was incredible for me. I I mean I really enjoyed and I still enjoy uh, learning about like stuff that really interests me. Uh, of course, there are things that I don't want to know about too much, and I won't go into the details, even though we're no, you made already know everything. No, <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish. But the the three words "sienta hespatenta," that came out wrong. "Sienta hespatentia." Uh, these three what words. Is that? Are coming as uh, something really important to me now. Knowledge is power. Okay. Basically, that's what it means. See, that's Latin. I knew that. <laughs> you knew that it was Latin, or what it meant? <laughs> I kind of <laughs> understood what it meant. There you go. So yeah, that's it. It's knowledge is power, actually. So uh, did it influence my life philosophy? Of course it did, because when I was looking at the Jedi's. I was looking at the way they were fighting. Uh, I was a big Chuck Norris fan when I was a younger kid, and I always wanted to kick some ass. <laughs> what the hell are you laughing at? <laughs> Chuck Norris was a on god. The in- I'm laughing on the inside. <laughs> okay. And uh, in any case, um, I've, I've always wanted to know, like, to pick up like karate class and judo classes and jujitsu classes and Savatic classes and all those martial arts and uh, one of my big dreams that I yet have to fulfill is actually to go to Japan and go to an actual dojo in Japan learn a few lessons from Master over there that would probably be one of my greatest life accomplishments that and going to Skywalker Ranch (laughs) 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 of course but the martial arts that I took I took Taekwondo I took Karate Judo a little bit Uh, everything else I self-taught myself uh, from books, movies, and philosophies that I, that I got from religions. Uh, one of the emails we're going to be reading on later on talks about a little bit the religious aspect of the philosophy of Star Wars. And that's something that also uh, really struck me because I believe in God. For those of you who say don't, that there's no God outside, out there and that the world was created by uh, Big Bang and all, you know, as you know, my thoughts do not reflect the ones of the producer of the show. <laughs> or the co-host. <laughs> and, and the owners of the station. Anyway, yeah, there is a God out there. Because there was someone to, that had to create those uh, little molecules that big bang themselves together, you know? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the force. Mm-hmm. There you go. It was the force. <laughs> and all the concept of the force, as it's explained by uh, R.A. Salvatore in the book for episode one, was uh, really interesting. Uh, and um, when you take a look at Buddhism and, sh- sh- and Taoism and uh, the Shaolin Monks and Fuchism is also, is also in there, it's really interesting. And you can see, we're all like worshipping the same God. And you know, if you take a look at the Bible, the Bible is like the best example. I'll send you to the EU. There yeah. are different ways of per- perceiving the Force. That's, that's true. But... Um, the Bible is the best example of the, the, the biggest science fiction book that was ever written, per se. Some people are going to kill you on that. That's okay. <laughs> but you got you got to admit that there was a guy who came to this herd 2,000 years ago, and his name was Jesus. There is no character. way this book would have lived through 2,000 years if the story wasn't true in itself. So, that's all I have to say. But still, I don't 
I don't care about like the Roman gods and all the other gods like that. And uh, I I love to I love to believe that there is one god and that god has a lot of uh, valleys and stuff because you cannot rule upon everything yourself. Can you now, producer? <laughs> Let's get back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> But that was for the religious aspect of Star Wars, <laughs> and um, it it really changed my philosophy of life in Star Wars because I started believing into the Force, and you know when I'm when I'm gonna die, I'm gonna go into the Force more than I'm gonna go into the grave, and uh, <laughs> I'm going down. <laughs> you feel it pulling? Yeah, <laughs> and. Um, The uh, the other thing that that you know it's like I'm one of I'm one of the perfect example of a reject person, and um, midichlorians is an excuse, but they are present in everyone. <laughs> in any way, the uh, I, I'm the perfect example of one of the what what you, what you can call a reject. It's cool, and when I was younger, of course, not now it's not the case that much anymore, but I was really bullied on. So I learned to not fight back and actually just stand my stand my position to the bullies, which really pissed them off more than it actually like they didn't like that. So I like that, <laughs> <laughs> and I won in the end. <laughs> and now here I am being interviewed on Thursday again. <laughs> the social influences of Star Wars. What can we say about that? Uh, there's definitely a group of Star Wars people. And there's definitely a group of non-Star Wars people, and uh, we're going to be exploring that Star Wars non-Star Wars because it's there. You can see the Klingon in the St. Paddy's yep. Day parade, yep. But you don't see no Jedi Not in Montreal anyway. This is this really gets you, huh? Yes, it does. Okay, okay. You'll have to dress up next year. <laughs> no. I don't have a costume. I will make you one. <laughs> you do that. And uh, well, I'm gonna st I'm gonna jump right now to the decisions that were that were influenced by the Star Wars by, by, by the Star Wars phenomenon. We were looking for for a good example of a decision that I made based on Star Wars, mm -hmm. and there are so many. You But there, there there is one that's standing out. Y you think so? Wait, will, will it be? Will, is it, is give it me an example. Is it a decision influenced by Star Wars? Yeah, or driven by Star Wars? Both. Both both are good. Eesh. Go ahead. Episode one. Yes. Not going to class. That, that was one. That, that was that's one. A, that's a good example. That's a very good example. Yes. Quitting your job. That that's another good example. But that was driven by fan force. <laughs> But no, the 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 one that actually don't put the blame on the force. <laughs> no, okay, okay. The one that really stands out was actually me getting a credit card. Ah. Because for hyperspace, I was actually I was always I, I was always finding myself in trouble when I was to go to Toronto to for the conventions and stuff like that. But I never really got my uh, my hands on a credit card until most recently. And the first thing I actually bought with um, I'll tell you about what he's talking about. We're going to be talking okay. about a little something that Adam once said here, okay. which makes a lot of sense actually. Um, but the, um, the to go back to the credit card. I needed a credit card to reserve the hotel room in Toronto. So I decided to get myself a credit card. Of course, by the time I got it, it was a little bit earlier than, than Toronto Convention. But Hyperspace had just came out. So, of course... Cha-ching, cha-ching, charge it. $28.95 later in, the, in the U.S. Canadian, uh, in the Canadian funds. 
there I was and I, a member of hyperspace and I was really glad about it but my, my Star Wars really changed my life back in the, back in the 90s and mid 90s because in 1995 I was walking on the street home and I passed through a pawn shop that was actually exposing a couple of action figures among those action figures were the Imperial Guards and the Imperial Guards looked like, looked like ninjas to me I was a I was a big ninja fan back then. So Imperial guards look like ninjas. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Well, he has well, a big imagination. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it encouraged me. <laughs> and um, yeah, of course, th- there you go. You know, uh, I decided to stop by, and I met Jose, who's now the co-owner of Legends Action Figure. And uh, there you go. That's how it all started. He turned me into a collector. And that's that's how you got into Star Wars. Yeah, that's that, that's the main reason I got into Star Wars. Cool. So, so it's it's Jose's fault. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna set the, you're gonna set the bounty hunters after him. <laughs> so what 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 Adam one was saying here in the chat is that uh, my co-host should actually read a couple of uh, Joseph Campbell's uh, books. Joseph Campbell is the uh, myth and the analyst. For that George Lucas consulted when he created the Force phenomena for okay. Star Wars, and Joseph Campbell took his stuff from the Dead Sea Scrolls because they were here in Montreal, and the guide was talking about it. So that's how we, that's how I know that. <laughs> See general knowledge. <laughs> and uh, Joseph Campbell is a is a really great author. You you can get your his books, the cha- chapters, and Indigos, and any good library borders in, in your States. town. Yeah. Target scary book. Borders. Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm asking. Target, uh, yes. like as much Maybe. as Walmart does. Okay, so probably not, probably not that much. It's I'd like Zellers in uh, Canada. Yeah, that's it. So basically, they have ninety percent Daniel Steele and ten percent of the other good stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Like they have some romance novels, I think. Like in the airport, so for cheap. Yeah. No. 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 Airport actually has philosoph- philosophical stuff. Airport is like a. Okay. Anyway, let's go back to yeah. the topic. <laughs> In any case, uh, that's you know that that that's what really moved my life. So, what happened to your? Uh, I don't know. Star Wars. What did Star Wars opened up for you? Astronomy. I, not. I'm not really a science guy. <laughs> Come on, I, with I those glasses on. Yeah. All you I, need is like the lab coat, and there you go. <laughs> I, I. You would think. You would seriously think, but no, <laughs> not at all. It's not the case. I'm an art student. So anyway, I have glasses s- since I'm 12 years old. You? Yep. Oh, I beat you. <laughs> Eight. Anyway. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know if it's really influenced my life. Like it, it Star Wars is an art itself. Yeah. Okay, for originally y- enough, wait. Originally enough, the art you're studying in is movies. Yes. And Star Wars is a movie. Yes. So maybe it influenced your way in there because you want no, 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 you want to make a movie that will surpass Star Wars. Actually, no. Star Wars didn't have anything to do with that decision. No. Nope. It was the parents. <laughs> nope, not at all. It was Apple, actually. But well, that's a different story. Oh, yes. So you followed the the leads of Steve Jobs. Well, kind of the he gave me the tools and I just did it. Oh, I see. E tools, that is. But you go to the force. Probably every day and uh, and well, on the so the forums Star Wars as influenced yes. influence you. It really got me on the net, and I spend uh, I don't know seven eight hours on the internet every day, and that's quite a bit. Man, that's more than it, me. Yeah, 
I get up, go on the internet, come home, and while I'm at school, I'm usually on the internet. <laughs> it, it, I don't, I will, I don't know what to do I with myself if I didn't have the internet. I'm so glad that when I was a uh, in high school in college, internet didn't exist. exist yeah. You I could actually so study. Yeah, I could actually. Well, uh, I, <laughs> I was with my uncle and aunt for a few days this summer, and they were moving, and we lost our internet connection for a few days. And I, the three of us, we didn't touch the computer because we did not know what to do with it without the internet. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> we we were lost. Like disconnected from the world wild web. It, it's it's. We didn't know what to do with ourselves. It there just, you go. It was strange. Twilight Zone, totally. Exactly. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to write letters by Anne and send them. In I the think mail I You used to lick stamp. Now we just like stick it on. on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> I think I've written one letter. In your life? Yes. That's very sad. I've written a couple of letters, including one to George because I probably never made it to the, <laughs> to the ranch. But they saw it. They, they saw it. Oh, it's a fanboy. Chuck. Yeah, that's probably what happened. <laughs> oh, well. Or the best thing could happen, maybe it's framed up on a wall. It wasn't... I don't think it was that good. <laughs> 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 well, I, I I guess it's... it's it, w- it, was, it was really thankful to Mr. Lucas, but I don't think he framed it. I, I guess Star Wars has ta- given... It's helped me in life because it made me read to the EU and I got to read it in French which, hel- which helped my French which helped me pass so I guess it <laughs> did it did help me but not that much it helped that you in school yeah, yes that, it helped me in school that's my part of uh, what passions it opened up for me uh, first off it was uh, not more me- the medieval and the Lord of the Ring type of story the, the fantasy story and more than the sci-fi, I, I like sci-fi, some sci-fi movies, but I never watch ser- sci-fi series on TV, except maybe Battlestar Galactica when I was younger. Okay. So that, that's Actually, I got a little question you just like popped into my mind there. What did you read first, Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. But I, I knew about Lord of the Rings, but I didn't, I didn't read it. I, well, my mother read me The Hobbit. That doesn't and count. You have to read it. I didn't read it. Well, my aunt read me the Lord of the Rings. Did you read the Lord of the Rings before no. Star Wars? No, you I read s- Star Wars. I saw Star Wars before I saw Lord of the Rings. No, but did you read a book of Star Wars before Lord of the Rings? I, th- I don't remember. You don't remember? I, I don't remember. I read. I remember reading um, the uh, the Lord of the Ring when I was ten for the first time, and uh, in French, I would hope. Probably. Yeah. And I had read Star Wars before that. How fast did you read it? It took me a year. A whole year to read, to go yeah. through all the... And, and actually, like, day for day. 365 day. Because I was at, I was at my, 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 my friend's summer house on, like, in mid-August or something. And I started with the Fellowship of the Ring. And when I came back, the year later, I just finished... I, 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 that's, that's, that's where I finished Return of the King. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway. where, are you, where are you going? <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, that's it. And uh, it gave me a. Uh, uh, I liked uh, history, uh, mostly medieval, uh, even Roman and Greek. I liked it very much in uh, high school. 
and it brought to me a I like reading now. Uh, since '91, I read a lot of books that I would, uh, I probably still wouldn't read right now. Uh, I was more in video games before '91 than everything else. The but first, uh, the first Empire Strikes Back on Atari. Yeah, 2006. <laughs> but uh, in '91, uh, when the uh, Timotizan trilogy came out. That was it for me. I, uh, I'm reading since then, and it really helped my English, even if it doesn't seem in w in my accent. But <laughs> uh, I never read a French book since '91, almost. Wow. Maybe, wow. maybe one in French. Wow. <laughs> wow. That that's basically what where I learned my English. That's right. By reading. Good job. So uh, that's about it. Uh, what other passion? Definitely, not classical m music, but soundtracks. I yes. got. Uh, As we can see from his uh, data music data bank, yeah, half of it half of it is uh, basically soundtracks, mm -hmm. and the other half is music from the eighties. Yep. I love the eighties. <laughs> I won't talk about the eighties. Yeah. The webcam is. <laughs> Juggle off. Yeah, the webcam is stacked up on my CDs, <laughs> actually. <laughs> well, talking about passions, it, Star Wars did help me through school because I was having a rough year through eighth grade, and it helped. I would like, I would, I would wouldn't watch TV that much, but I would just go in my room and just go into Star Wars EU and like for the whole night. Wow. Yeah. That's intensive. I went through like I went through mostly EU, EU books that year, and it was okay. the year that the episode one was coming out. So I was like, it was full on Star Wars, and it was 16 years since the last one. I was I actually like hooked up hooked up on the uh, EU a little bit before the first Star Wars movie came out, but it was back when I was in high school, uh, first year As of high school, I. and it was the Tomato Zan mm -hmm. trilogy, of course. You can you can imagine how long it was to wait. When the first trilogy came out of Timotizan, the, Before the first Air of the Empires was out. I read it, and I, I had to wait, I don't remember, maybe a year be, be, before the second uh, boy, novel boy. came out. That must it have was so really hard. long. Now they, they come at five, six books a year. Yeah, something like yeah. that. that time it wasn't that much. And you have the internet to help you through the difficult periods. Yeah. But in 91, internet wasn't that... No, that, uh, no it was in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, in physical, phys philosophically, oof. Uh, I don't, re I don't really think I. Mm. It doesn't influence me that much. Uh, yes, uh, the, uh, when I saw the movie in nineteen seventy-seven, I saw the good and the bad. You know, Luke Skywalker in white and Princess Slayer representing the good and. Dark Vader, yeah, and you got Dark Vader it, as, uh, for the the bad, the bad, the bad yeah. Uh, it's it's for sure it, it it touched me when I was a kid, but it was I was not as conscious <laughs> as yeah. uh, when yeah. Return of the Jedi came out. So it, for me it was oh okay, the bad guy is it's black, it's he's evil and everything and yeah, so black it, and white. Yeah, so you got the, the first. How do you say value in English? The, the, the values. values. Values, that's it. The first values and... Uh, eh? Yeah. No, okay. I think it's about... Okay, what's my... Uh, 
Yes. Your okay. pen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your pen. <laughs> okay, and uh, that's about it. Uh, I wouldn't say that I I have Yudo's wisdom now, but uh, let's say I I'm sometimes uh, more on the dark side <laughs> of things that on the light side. In, s- in my attitude, but as I, sa- as I said during the French show, because you made the same analogy, yeah. the first step into acquiring Yoda's uh, wisdom, wisdom, wisdom is knowledge is uh, acknowledging that yeah. you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was knowing that you didn't know everything. That's right, because a Jedi Master always learns. Yeah, exactly. You know, oh, I definitely, Ev- definitely don't know everything. Even Yoda will <laughs> learn in Episode Three. As for uh, social influence. I'm kind of a closet fan, so uh, I was a closet fan with a webcam. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's closet. Denny is a strange person. You you showed me that, <laughs> so that's why I'm saying it. Yeah, uh, socially, but Star Wars take up a lot of my time, so maybe that's a bad influence on me. Uh, decision that influence uh, Star Wars that were influenced by Star Wars. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> The girl or the script? <laughs> no. <laughs> she dumped me, not me. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> you gotta say that you dumped her. Yeah, no. And she then we dumped, s- and then, me. then we tell you he's whatever you tell you yourself. He's a big man. He can admit when he's yeah, wrong. Okay. I admit it. Okay, well, I've been uh, let down by a girl recently. And it really the, uh, maybe the uh, a decision that influenced by Star Wars uh, uh, probably... Managing a big website, uh, not Star Wars Antarctic, but clan.net, uh, deciding to go ahead and put a lot of time and keep the website uh, up oh and running. Yeah, that's that's a decision that was. If I didn't like Star Wars that much, I wouldn't have done it. I would have stayed a, a normal fan reading the books, and that's about it. Uh, Star Wars also influenced me on a future decision, which is. In 2004 to 2005. To, uh, I, uh, what please, you said 2004. Okay, yes. Please stay. Please yeah. stay till 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2005, which is to leave uh, your webmaster your, post. Yeah, we're going to keep you until tw- 200 to, to 2007 for the 30th anniversary. You got to yeah. stay until the 30th anniversary. <laughs> but I, I need to do. No, no. <laughs> I realize that Star Wars too much place in my life and I need to move on to do some other, other thing so after the, the three movies are up my time to go is up to so your I time will be up yeah, I will return to, be, uh, to being a normal fan that you will never go back no, <laughs> no I will still go to some events I will still read their books I will still go on the website but I will not spend that that much time on managing a website and everything. I I give that to other people. You're gonna be writing a book after that. It's gonna be called My Life After Star Wars. Yeah. How to manage a Star Wars website? <laughs> Star Wars websites for dummies. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Fan sites for dummies. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you, you go just like okay, the 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 star background with the yellow font. It's not good. <laughs> no, that, no. <laughs> no, no. Kill that. What, uh, what other decision may uh, have influenced me? Mm. Well, Star Wars didn't influence me as much to to go in line 
uh, for a long time. I think the longest I waited in line for Star Wars was five hours. And for any other for another movie, five hours. That's yeah. a long time. For Star Wars, not that long. <laughs> not that long. Seb no, Seb listen. If if, if the premiere is at midnight, being being uh, at the door at seven isn't that bad. No, no, no. no that's that that five hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I waited three days. Myself that I waited that long for the Matrix I waited, Reloaded. I waited three days for Episode One outside. Outside. In the cold? Yeah. Was it raining? No. Was it snowing? No. Okay. It was in the middle it of you May. May. It was your story. <laughs> Snow in May. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, but I, I wanted really to build your story out. I scared, I scared the cop away, though. No, it was Adam once said, website girl, website, website girl. girl. You made the right decision. I don't think so, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, Come but on. You know you did. Remember last year? That girl you met, but it didn't happen? I okay, okay, I don't even remember, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it does to you. That's the <laughs> website. <laughs> last it's year. It's worse than booze. Oh, <laughs> was it last year? Well, close enough. Okay. Anyway. Well, nothing happened, man. I know. Nothing. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> think that Star Wars has influenced <laughs> my philosophy, life philosophy. No. Me no. neither. Me neither. No. You use a Mac. Uh, yeah, I know. ILM people use Macs. There yeah, you go. So, there Macs so this is wisdom. I've <laughs> used the Macs since Your I was six dream. months old. Your yeah. lifelong dream is to is to actually work for ILM. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Using a Mac all day long. That's Pixar. For its, for Pixar. its actual purpose. Pixar. Pixar would be really fun to work at, but that will be another show. <laughs> so, uh, uh, maybe a, a, dis- uh, a value that Star Wars gave me is courage. Don't give up. Uh, never give up. Never give up. Uh, what other values? Never give up. Never surrender. <laughs> I don't remember. That's, uh, that's from something. Yeah. Five points to the person in the chat. They find five <laughs> points. How much are they worth? Nothing. <laughs> what can we do with them? Nothing yet. Just like Asbro, <laughs> just like Asbro and the Jedi points. You'll have to wait a couple of years, and we'll tell you what you can do with them afterward. And only if you live in the states. That's right. Uh, that, only if you live in Quebec here. No, no, no. You, you, not, not, uh, I read the fine print. Oh, no, no, no. Quebec and the States. We're excluding the rest of Canada. <laughs> 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 yeah, if you want. That's cool. Okay. They, they want to do that to us, we're going to do it to them. Mm. So uh, Maybe a negative influence. Yeah. Uh, Your wallet? Uh, no, yes. <laughs> 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 no, don't uh, the laugh too hard because it's going red line on, yeah, on, on the mic. The <laughs> on the mic. But... Yeah. Uh, Maybe uh, the minus signs in the credit card. Uh, a negative influence for the for the public outside the fan Star Wars fandom. It's it's uh, they see us as freaks, basically. Really, really. And yet we are normal human yeah. beings. But it's a good influence within the Star Wars fandom. That's right. And it's a good influence within the uh, the general sci-fi fandom as well. Yeah, maybe yeah. Because you get yourself on TV sometimes. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> okay. So I've never been on TV. One day, we promise you, you will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have your fifteen minute minutes. You'll of have fame. your fifteen minutes of fame. I don't want fifteen minutes. <laughs> you want one hour and forty-two minutes. <laughs> forty-two minutes. This hour has forty-two minutes. Forty-eight minutes. No, 22. this hour has twenty-two oh, minutes. This hour has okay. twenty-two minutes. Sorry, that's okay. Famous Canadian show that really cheesy. 
Yeah. Uh, positive influences uh, for me, I guess. A little bit, yeah, just like you said uh, there, Danny, the uh, the courage to break through life and uh, never to give up. I've I'm a person that th- hearing me talking like that, you wouldn't mm-hmm. you wouldn't you wouldn't believe that I'm that Normal. close. <laughs> I w- I walk really close to uh, to the shadow of death, but I do. And there's a lot of thought of suicide in my in my head every day because there's a lot of people I actually talk with every day that have those dark thoughts in them, and I keep them from doing that. And I actually have marks. Good for you. I actually have marks on my body right now that prove that from <laughs> from something that happened last week. But still, interesting. Uh, <laughs> a good positive influence on me, uh, Star Wars has on me is. Not a passion, but sharing. Now, uh, not necessarily my money, but within the website. Uh, sharing, not your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not that stupid. <laughs> That's it. Just like you, eh? You'd rather buy an iPod than actually go to a Star Wars special supper. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. That's what separate the extreme fans from the mans. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, It taught me va- the value of money. No, uh, managing a website, it's oof. Going to a Star Wars celebration, it's also oof on the, <laughs> on the wallet because you have to uh, come up with uh, serious amounts of money. Yeah, where well, you just have to work and you're okay. If you don't eventually work, now it's a challenge. That's it. Eventually it's going to happen. I'm going to Slackers, it is a real challenge, but we can do it. <laughs> Together. <laughs> we have to we have to hold on to each other. We can find a way. That's right. Luchas of the world unite. <laughs> Being like 10 in an hotel room is okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, negative influences. There we, there we go with the credit card. Uh, of course, hyperspace was the first thing, but not the last on the first month. <laughs> so I almost topped it off on the first month. It's contagious. Month. Yeah. Mean, oh, I That was smart. Perfect. Well, there you, that, then, then again, you know, there's the hotel room that was $350 something dollars. So that, that's already past the half the limit that I have on my credit card. I was brilliant enough to take a $500 limit. <laughs> And, um, I don't want to know my limit. No, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't even imagine my brother's. I don't even want to know. A <laughs> guy who worked for Bristol Myers, that's just like, I don't want to know. <laughs> Leave me alone. I've seen his account once. Okay. I don't want to ever see it again. Here's Adam once said, Sebastian, I think Star influenced me much like it influenced you. That's right. He says a suicide. A yeah. Jedi doesn't know these things. Uh, that's no, no, not these yeah. things yet. And that's, that's actually one thing that they, in, they approach really drastically in one of the Star Wars tales they came out with I think it was in the 12th or the 11th or the 12th Star Wars tales uh, where the Darth Vader is actually showing to a Jedi Master what's happening to some of his Padawan that he put in, a, in a, an escape pod and he says you know come with me to the dark side and I, wa- I will let them live and he says okay I will follow you and Vader kills the Padawans And he says, "No!" And how, he st- how stupid is the, the Jedi right. Master? Well, that's it. You know, and he, <laughs> you know that Darth Vader will will kill any, we kill him anyway. That's right. <laughs> But he goes, he goes berserk, and he basically kills himself with okay. his lightsaber. So, <laughs> ouch! Scary. Okay, for uh, we said uh, is Quebec part of Canada still? Oh yes. 
Oh yes, Christmas. of course it still is. Uh, and we're uh, proud Canadians. Okay. Oh, and uh, Chrétien is from C- Quebec. Yep. Can't yep. you tell by his accent? That's right. He doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak French. <laughs> I think my French is better than his. Yes, I think Mine I is. think everyone's French is better than his. <laughs> I don't my, know what my he's English is better than his. Yeah, <laughs> I think your French is better than his. Um, boy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So to answer your question, Adam, no, we can't get the Star Wars Master Cards here in it's Canada. It's for U.S. only. Sadly enough, because I wanted the Yoda card. <laughs> Darth Vader for me. Maybe would, he would have yeah. given you the wise decision making. Yeah, that's it. The wise budget would come with the Yoda. You know, you'd see Yoda on your credit card every time you're about to punch in the number. I don't think so. Not no, this time. Except you, you hear that little voice. Are you sure this thing you want? <laughs> 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 don't want to use this card. You don't know. It's an, are, are you sure this thing you need? <laughs> Do you need Star Wars things? <laughs> there you go. So, uh, in conclusion, I think that Star Wars influenced a great deal of oh, and all of our here. life. Well, yeah. Star Wars did influence my social life, because or else I wouldn't have been able to meet you guys. Oh, there you yep. go. That's true. That's true. We wouldn't be here together if it wouldn't have been for Star Wars. No. We wouldn't. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's mm. a good thing. Yeah, I think maybe both. Thing. A bit of both. Yeah. We could do without Seb. Could we? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the Yoda giggle again? <laughs> Let me see. There it is. We can do it. We can do it. We can do Chewy. <laughs> okay, let's not go through the entire because <laughs> that could take a long time. Yep. Okay, so. Basically, we're gonna go. We're gonna so move uh, on. Uh, me, uh, does Adam one or uh, Jen Walker have some comment on the on the subject? And uh, Nathan, we have your phone number. Do you want us to call you? That's right. So just uh, confirm this this to us on the chat. Would you like if us to call you? You have MSN. You can hook up us with us with by adding S W E I N direct at hotmail dot com your MSN users or you can email us at studio at swen at direct dot com and through the chat on the main site swen direct dot com and there's a webcam on links on the main site there you go and uh, now that we're just waiting for Nathan to give us his yeah okay I want you to call me (laughs) 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 um we're going to be uh, reading a little... A friend of mine, who, well, a friend of ours, who actually called Wikimart, uh, sent us an email, and it's pretty moving. Uh, basically, he says that when story has the impact that Star Wars had, you can identify yourself to the characters. For, uh, for his part, the Star Wars characters being n- numerous, he identified himself to almost every one of them ever since 1977. Um, of course, sometimes it was good, sometimes it was bad, sometimes it was too little sometimes it was too much uh, at first it was Han Solo he's uh, high in character he's independent he's free of mind a real macho man that's right you know he's the th- real manly man the real yeah. manly man that a young kid would actually look up to he's a real a masculine boy model. yeah real masculine model that a young boy would look up to I bet you that Han Solo he has a hot rod okay then there was uh, of course 
da, 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 give him the information. Uh, then there was, of course, for puberty, Princess Leia. And that's How? the one. Yeah, that's the one who had the most influence on him, because uh, she's a really strong feminine role, and uh, he understood then, then what he wanted as um, what he wanted as you know a girl in his life, someone that could actually be de- determined, independent, determined, and compassionate, and you know just like this little sprinkle of touch of feminine feminism, but still with a dominatrix power on it. <laughs> <laughs> Dominatrix. I hope Martin is listening. I know he is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. A no, he he's is. probably playing Star Wars Galaxies right now. Luke Luke didn't have any impact on his life up until the the, the, the later series of Dark Empire, where he had the volunt- the the, vol- the willpower. That's what I was looking for to uh, face his own po- his, his own monster in becoming what his father had become, which was basically a Sith. And that's something we never have to forget, you know. Even if it's part of the EU, it's like. Almost everything out of the book. Luke walked down the path of the dark side. He came back. <laughs> uh, of I course, choose to ignore those books, though. Yeah. Of course, his favorite uh, characters are now. Uh, of course, Wedge is one of his one of his first of his uh, favorite characters. Uh, he was even one of his favorite before the Rogue Squadron series. Uh, R two D two one of the best example of being unique and uh, you know flashing out of your. Uh, environment uh, he's, he's convinced that the AI of R2 is, fem- is feminine and that's you know it makes sense <laughs> maybe more 3PO <laughs> yeah maybe more 3PO <laughs> I would say that 3PO is Metro oh uh, by the way Martin wants me to apologize because Prince Leia is not dominatrix <laughs> okay <laughs> so he says <laughs> okay so he's listening yeah okay now he's comfortable with his life and with everything he he has. Uh, he's uh, he's identifying himself more to Chewbacca than any of the other characters because he's a big, strong, handsome, hairy man. <laughs> and Ladies, would you like his number? <laughs> we can give it out on the air. And uh, no, he's a, he's a really kind guy. But every time, you know, he's about to go off on a rampage, it's pretty nasty. And uh, he's a really good mechanic, just has uh, Chewie. And uh, they always have the main, the main, the same desire of doing the best thing that he can with the capacity they have, whether it's moral or mechanic. And what he sent me in, uh, in Messenger was that Star Wars made him choose his job building sets because that's what he does because of Star Wars. Because when he saw the sets for Star Wars, he wanted to build sets like that. And that's where he is now. I wanted to build a Millennium Falcon when I was younger. Never happened. You're not yet there. Not yet. Not gonna happen. <laughs> I know. Sadly enough, it's not gonna happen. Um, f- a good EU book for uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 is Rebel Stand. NGO. Yeah. Very funny. That's the audio book, though, they cut it all out. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. No, it's all cut out. So we also received uh, two more little letters. I'm gonna uh, read we can call Nathan uh, after sure. that, or uh, yeah, we can call we can call Nathan. So you want to do the uh, the dialing? Wait, wait, wait. Here, do it. Do it, my assistant. <laughs> <laughs> you actually have after to you put the phone like, on. Yeah, that's it. Turn the phone on. <laughs> that's the first step. You know, do you do you actually compose the phone number with the phone hooked up? When you're at home, <laughs> and then you 
I don't use this phone. Oh. You use Messenger. Yep. That would be Nathan Butler phone is ringing. Hello? Hi, Nathan. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Doing good. Just watch a little I Love the 80s Strikes Back, another <laughs> Star Wars culture reference. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, you want to tell us a little bit about how Star Wars influenced your life? Sure. Um, I guess you'd say it's made me sort of a pain in the ass to some people and, uh, and apparently helpful to others. Uh, I'm just one of those kind of guys who, for better or worse, for whatever reason, whenever I'm, whenever I'm not doing something that I have to be doing, I still feel a need to do something. You know, if I'm done with things for work or when I was younger when I was done with things for school, I always wanted to do something to keep me busy. I mean, I love Initiative. watching films, but I need to be able to be doing something else. So I think I think Star Wars just sort of was uh, was the outlet of choice for that. I mean, even now I this I spent much of the time this week, and we're making an RPG source book mm-hmm. based on the audio drama Second Strike and anthology. And I spent hours working on that just while I was doing other stuff. And yeah, it feels like work, but for me that was you know relaxation time. So I think that if if Star Wars wasn't around for that sort of thing, I would have had to latch on to something else, and it probably would have been something. Much more in a probably I don't know Dawson's Creek would have been <laughs> thing. So yeah, it's 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 good. It's something that just kind of it it helps you to um, if you're if you're into it, you're using it for creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. It can sort of give you a nudge in the right direction as far as getting you actually into something. I know a lot of people who are now pursuing film careers or pursuing film school and things like that who got their start by wanting to do little Star Wars films, little mm-hmm. fan films and stuff like that, because you can focus, instead of creating this great universe, because it's already there, you can focus on the creative um, mm-hmm. uh, production side of things. At least that's, that's what they tell me, at least. <laughs> uh, so it opened up uh, some passion besides uh, writing? Uh, uh, um, I had always done... Well, I would wanted to actually... I had considered journalism as a career at one point, although I didn't like... Uh, we, there, were, there were some issues with a, uh, a let's see, with a school superintendent being asked to public apologize to students for something. He didn't take that very well, um, so I kind of stepped away from that before I got out of high school. Though I was still was thinking about it, and uh, really, I mean, the, the audio pursuit would not have been anything I would have ever have thought of as something that I would want to do until I actually started getting into it and then found that I really liked it. Like I, I had never touched an audio mixing program really with the exception of just using QuickTime to throw a couple files together mm-hmm. before Chris Hannell said, you know, you're going to need to take over mixing Second Strike once we hit this second act. He kind of gave me a crash course and I'm loving that. Great hobby, having fun with it. I've even used that for school somewhat. We were talking with my students about the possibility of them writing little stories at some point, maybe about World War II or something like that, and me mixing them together so that they can sort of have a more dramatized way of visualizing what was going on. So it's that's original. It's, it's not something I would have gotten into had it not been for Star Wars. Of course, at the same time, you know, there's a point at which getting into fan productions and things like that can give you a lot of stress. I've I've spent I've been doing the timeline goal for about mm-hmm. six years now, and of that six years, I probably spent three of it arguing with myself over well, do I want to keep this going because of all the work I put into it? Do I want to stop it? What do I want to do with it? That I mean, I went from doing it randomly to doing it monthly when I was really gung ho about it. Then to bi-monthly, then brought in 
uh, Matt Periola to help out, and now it looks like 2004 is going to be quarterly or every four months or something. It's like uh, it, when a fan project becomes more stressed than release, I think we'll it's time we'll to leave some more. No, 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 don't leave, don't leave. <laughs> Yeah, you manage you the stress. That's what yeah. you have to do. You got a lot of deadlines. Yeah. To oh yeah. Well, you were telling us that you were the the first the first thing you were you did in terms of audio uh, was actually mixing up a couple of files in QuickTimes. Were these like basic Star Wars waves? These were actually actually the very first ones that I put together. Um, the first th the first audio project that I tried to put together was I was on. I guess it was the seventh. A TFN hosted episode of Digital Llama Radio. Okay, it was it was an incredible pain to get me there because I was I was actually in the first non-TFN episode of Digital Llama Radio, and there was a screw up with the volume levels going back and forth, so it got cut out. There's a point at which, in the first episode, you hear them talk about a segue or something like I don't know how to segue into this because <laughs> there's this whole segment where we were talking about Second Strike and things like that. They got cut because they couldn't they couldn't use the audio feed. Well. We finally get around to being able to do this again, and I'm running all over the place because my, my, the house I was living at didn't have a cable modem or anything like that. I needed a streaming thing that had MSN, mm -hmm. and I wound up going to my university, and I couldn't get it hooked up there. Finally wound up at a friend's house after about two hours, three hours of searching for a good place to do this. We spend time recording. It's um, uh, the first episode, I think, where Becca Paterka winds up on the show. And we get back, and it's all great, and I'm talking to Chris the next day, and he says, by the way, your side of the conversation didn't record again. Oh. <laughs> and what we actually had to do was, since, I, since it was right after I remembered what was said, and you could sort of faintly hear what I was saying, just barely, I actually had to go through and re-record all of my side of the discussion and go through and actually mix it back mm -hmm. together. So the seventh TFN episode of... Uh, Digital Llama Radio is often called the Lost Episode, specifically because I had to kind of piece that back together for them because they weren't going to have time to do it. And that was the first, that was the first time I tried to do it. That was back when I was working with Photo Recorder and QuickTime Pro. Now I pretty much do everything <laughs> in WaveLab at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, did Star Wars influence you uh, in your life philosophy? Uh, to an extent, I guess. Um, Let me put it this way. It pointed me in a direction of believing in a that there are, there is a good and an evil. There are good things, bad things. Um, there, are, it's not all relative. It's none of that, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, re relative morality or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, I think I don't know. It, it let me put it the best, the biggest impact probably that it had as far as philosophy went was religion. Mm -hmm. Because when I was younger, I went to I went to church a lot with my family and everything, but it was more of just a that's what you did. It wasn't so much that I knew what was going on, or so much that I had a lot of Christian knowledge or anything like that. But it was just that was where you went on Sunday, and then you went to McDonald's. <laughs> and, uh, you lucky and, bastard. <laughs> uh, well, after after that, you know, I start studying history and really getting into history because that's you know that's one of the things that I teach now. And I start seeing how religion has been twisted so many times to cause conflict and things like that. But at that point, my, my maturing mind had yet to really grasp the idea that this is people twisting religion, not what the religion actually told them to do. And this idea that, yes, that there is a force created by all living things, and, and there is a good and a bad, but it's something 
somewhat um, ephemeral that you really can't codify as an individual being or something like that sort of took me away from Christianity and into deism for a while and then it actually took another book series and a couple of college classes, the Left Behind series and a couple of college classes that kind of kicked me back in the direction of Christianity again in that sense me actually learning learning about it myself and having the knowledge to make a decision um, on my own rather than just being well this is what this is the religion my family is so this is what I am so I mean it's sort of I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because you can look at it at um, from the point of view of a lot of people uh, one of my friends and family at the time who were like you're deist now what the hell is that you know what are you doing but at the same time it helped me to not accept things without actually thinking about them. I think I have probably a greater appreciation for my own faith now, now that I actually came to it on my own instead of just accepting what was what was told to me. Of course, questioning authority is also something that makes me a big pain in the butt these days, <laughs> but, you know, you know, to each his own, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say would be a, a good influence by Star Wars, and what would you think is a bad influence by Star Wars? Uh, let's see, good influence or bad uh, Well, I think the good, in, the good influence, if you can just look at it and take out of it the idea that there is a right and a wrong, mm-hmm. can, always, can always be a good thing. I mean, you could go into all the other stuff, you know, like, oh, well, the, the small groups can always overcome the big, powerful groups and things mm-hmm. like that. But I think just keeping it, even if, you, even if you have to look at things in terms of light side, dark side, if you can at least accept the idea that there are some things that are the right thing to do, some things that are the wrong things to do, and and kind of help you to that maybe that have sort of help you to act somewhat chivalrous to other people, um, I think that can be a good thing. On the bad side, uh, it you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a rant that's gonna annoy a lot of people in the December Chrono Radio because I'm looking at fandom right now, and aside from the creative communities like fan art, fan audio, fan films, and stuff like that. Uh, it seems to me that especially in places like the prequel communities, Star Wars has become this bickering fan base of people who accept only their own point of view, will argue and flame each other to death, and actually will base part of their self-worth on what these faceless people on message boards think about them. You are so right. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, you, when, you, when you get yourself into a community for a hobby, it should be an enjoyable thing. That's the point of it being a hobby. And yet people are taking it to extremes. Fatboy Roberts is one of, he's going to be one of the greats of Star Wars fandom over the years for debate because he was always very logical, very dry, and he still kept the sense that, hey, these are just movies, you know, it's, a, it's escapism, so don't take it quite as seriously. And he pretty much, um, the other day I read a message where post, he's pretty much walked away from, from, uh, from the biggest, the bigger areas of fandom in which he participated because he's just so sick of the infighting and crap. And I've got to agree. I mean, the the whole thing between that came up recently with me and a couple of the TFN fan films guys uh, misrepresenting some of the things that that I had said and some of the things that I had done and all the bickering back and forth and and finally seeing sort of the seedier side of some of the site rivalries that apparently you know being part of Star Wars fan works and thereby being part of Star Wars with a Z, I must be I must be on one of the sides of the conflict apparently. Yeah. Uh, just seeing the how bitter some of these feuds can be when it's supposed to be something that everybody's doing for fun, that is where Star Wars can be a negative thing. Mm-hmm. I guess you're always going to wind up with something like that, you know, mm-hmm. in your life, some 
aspect in which you're there's just a lot of contention, but for it to be an area, I mean, for it to be work, fine. For it to be political issues, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, personal issues, fine. But to have it be based out of this fictional universe that you're supposed to be just using for escapism, I don't know, I think that's when Star Wars fandom kind of takes a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. No, we have the same problem in, fr- in the French community, so... <laughs> yeah, and well, one of the things that really strikes me is, just as you said, Nathan, uh, and it, what really strikes me here is that all the radio or audio drama fan I can, f- I can take a look at right now are actually all in agreement that there's this, this infamous website war going on mm-hmm. and it's leading nowhere. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much. Ju- just stop it. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Drop it, guys. <laughs> I think it, it kind of goes back to, um, like, I don't usually try to get involved in all the intersite bickering and things like that. But I do try to call it like I see them. Like one of the one of the things that kind of started the bickering back and forth, um, and one of the first accusations kind of against my uh, journalistic integrity, if you want to put it that way, yeah. uh, from one of the, the fan film staffers was that I had I had on air mentioned a few of the seedier aspects of TFN's past, not not to bash them or anything like that, but I mentioned them because the idea was that people were going into the hyper into StarWars.com hyperspace, bashing it like crazy. Not because they've actually had a chance to look at it or anything, because this is the first week of it, mm-hmm. but because they were getting all these negative early reviews based on sites like TFN and others griping about the fact that you had to pay for it. So, you know, try to lay it out in a logical fashion. I try to stay as much out of it, but as soon as you start, I guess everybody's got a button. My button <laughs> is when you when you start attacking my personal integrity in mm-hmm. some way or trying to tell me or speak for me in terms of what I think or how I feel about something without actually being me. Mm-hmm. Like there's, but, but uh, like parody type things like that, the bickering back and forth, that I've got no problem with. For my birthday, Ryan Doob of A Rising Threat created a parody of Chrono Radio called Mono Radio yeah, that I is very painfully dead on, put <laughs> 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 it mildly. And there was actually something I like so much that I put into the Chrono Radio that we released a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, because it, it was very well done. And that kind of thing, that kind of mocking, you know, that's just, if you like something, you know, parody can be a form of flattery and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And, but and you have a sense of humor. There so. have been, I'll tell you this, there have been at least, every year since 99, there has been at least one semi-organized anti-Nathan Movement <laughs> for people. The, first, the, the the biggest one, as I recall, was one that a friend actually um, noticed, and they pretty much took care of it without me even knowing about it till after the fact. Um, no to Nathan or whatever that was. But then we had just every so often somebody just pops up and is like, you know, you know, how dare you speak of, of you know this and that because again, it's like the message boards. You don't believe exactly what I believe, so you know. That's it. So jump off a bridge, et cetera, et cetera. And and again, it's for it's for the, it hurts them for one really easy, uh, like, um, well, it's it's truth hurts. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say. And it, it they come back to you and they bash on you because you heard them because you told the truth. Yeah, I think I think really the thing that the thing about um, I don't know if you guys have read it, and I've got to I've got to do. I got to promote this. I got to promote this thing because um, I was in, I was one of the people who was interviewed for it, and then I got to interview the author. There's an awesome book out there 
um, it's like a sociological study called Using the Force, Creativity, Community, and Star Wars Fans. Um, so I, a guy named Will Brooker. Yeah. He's a professor at, I think it's the American University mm-hmm. in London. I heard about that book, I think. Um, he, it's a really good book, and it kind of studies the, the social interactions of fans and you know psychological th- issues and things like that. It's more of a cultural anthropology thing. But one of the things that he talks about is that in these days, it's, we treat Star Wars like a lot of people treat a lot of old TV series like you know Doctor Who and things like that, mm-hmm. in which fans are, are kind of the custodians of the saga at that point. You know, the saga itself has stopped growing, and it's up to the fans and the fan base to kind of keep the legacy going. Well, we treat Star Wars like that, even though Lucas is still producing things, Del Rey is still producing things, Dark Horse is still producing things, and it almost makes us overly protective. Like I, 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 I had no kids of my own. Um, as of last year, I was dating this girl um, down here in the Atlanta area who had a three-year-old who then turned four. And I can see, I mean, just after a while getting that whole, I had kind of had that parental vibe going. I could see defending that child, you know, with my life if necessary. Mm-hmm. But to defend Star Wars, you know, to the point of almost it being an affront to your very existence for someone to talk Talk, to say anything negative about it, that that's not something that should happen with something like that. I mean, yes, love the saga if you really enjoy it all that much, but at least, you know, this saga is not something that's going to love you back. <laughs> so don't, don't treat it like a child. Don't treat it like a family member. Don't treat it like a friend. Just treat it for what it is. I mean, it's escapism, and it's a really, for the most part, it's a really well-done saga. And it, you know, you got to appreciate the flaws with everything else. Certainly, anybody who's into Star Wars comics and ever read the tale—the tales of most Eisley comic book that was put out by Dark Horse—can understand that there is some serious cow dung among the diamonds of Star Wars. Kind of, you got to kind of take it all, all at once. For every, for every uh, uh, Tahiri Vela, somewhere out there, there's a Callista Ming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Nathan, uh, we see that you are. Uh, you, still you, lo- you still had a lot of rumble about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, didn't I? <laughs> so, well, thank you very much. Opening the floodgates. Yeah, thank you very much for being on the show. Oh, you're quite. Uh, right. We're going to finish asking you just one very important question. Was there any decisions in your life that was influenced by Star Wars? Uh, let's see. Any decisions in my life that was influenced by Star Wars? Maybe your biggest, if you have many. Yeah. Um. Really. Um. I think. Not. Not this. Sort of. Sort of. We'll put it. <laughs> okay. we'll put, it in, put it in a sort of. I wrote Second Strike, which is a Star Wars mm-hmm. fan audio drama. I wrote that as sort of a self exploration, sort of taking parts of my personality, splitting them off, and sort of letting them evolve on their own. Like I, I recognize parts of myself that I sort of over dramatized as characters in that right after I had a pretty bad breakup. Mm-hmm. And to me, since that was at the very beginning of college, that exploration kind of helped me understand myself, you know, in that post-high school, pre-career kind of stage. So in that sense, yeah, it, using that universe where that I could use almost like a tool of self-exploration helped me to understand myself a little bit better, kind of have a better sense of, of what I wanted, who I was, and that sort of thing. As far as, like, career choices and things like that, no. And... There's a point at which the 
the uh, the fantasy world has to stop and the real world stuff has to kick in. So yeah. no, I did. I don't think it's ever influenced relationships or job choices or anything like that. At least not that I can recall. Well, that's a great answer. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much. We'll probably be hearing from you at the next show. <laughs> and uh, we will be waiting to hear from you at the next show. Yeah. All right, great. Have a good show, guys. Thanks. Bye. Right, and again, with the girls. <laughs> Slacking us up. And Nathan is the webmaster of StarWarsFanWars.com. There you go. And also the writer of Second Strike, which seems to be a pretty good... Uh, and the ambassador of fan audio on the internet. That's right. Thank you for all your good work. <laughs> okay. Uh, we received a couple of, of letters. I'm going to go right there and uh, we're going to be... Uh, right, I'm going to be reading two of them. Uh, first one is... Uh, from Juan Jose, who's 38 years old. He's a Mexican-American, born and raised in San Antonio, Texas. In 1977, I saw Star Wars on the first day it showed in San Antonio. I was amazed and enthralled, and, it, and in order to relieve, to relive the experience at home as much as I could, I bought the soundtrack. I became interested in classical music because of it. I also became became in the art of filmmaking since prior to seeing this movie, I had not really seen many movies. Rather than, to, than go into filmmaking, I started to do some acting in high school. By the time I was going to college, my interests in music and acting sort of came together, and I decided to pursue an opera career. Star Wars is a space opera after all, according to George Lucas. I now live in, in New York, and uh, that's where I pursue my singing, both in concert and on stage. I've done chorus work at City Opera for the last five years, five years and I've sung lead roles with regional companies here as well as with companies in North Carolina Mississippi and Utah anytime I watch any of the Star Wars films I'm reminded of the wonder I felt when I was 13 and I realize how grateful I am for the inspiration that I badly needed during my, my that time in my life that's a great influence we wish you the best of luck on Broadway Ruan yeah <laughs> That's great, uh, you know. Good luck. Good luck. Good Go luck. Godspeed, Godspeed, and Godspeed. Going Break a leg. See, <laughs> going as far as Broadway. There you go. Influenced by Star Wars. That's, that's right. That's great. We also received uh, a letter from... Uh, how can I say that? One of, one, of, one of the greatest hero that ever wrote to us. His name is John Anderson, and he's a firefighter and a paramedic. And uh, he w just wanted to share his uh, story of how Star Wars changed his life. Uh, it's really amazing for me to know that there's firefighters and paramedics out there who are Star Wars fans. Uh, when I was a kid, my father worked very hard to provide for us. He always had a second job to give us a little extra. When the Star Wars movie came out, I budged my parents for weeks to go see the movie. On the spur of the moment, my father loaded my sister and me in the car and we went to see the movie. It was incredible. It was the first time I think I could rationalize how important themes like right and wrong and what it meant to try to be a hero were all about. I heard stories in church, read books, but to see it presented the way it was on a big screen made it all come together. I knew that one way or another I wanted to be a hero. I continued to enjoy other movies and books. I read comic in books in the 80s. Star Wars sparked my interest in heroes. Ten years later, my father died. That one night at the movies ended up meaning even more. It redefined me to what it meant to be a hero. I realized how important it was for, to me all the things he did to take care of us and, like I said, provide for us. 
now I'm a father, and I try to keep in mind just how important it is to be a hero, a hero for my daughter. As a new pre- prequel trilogy has come to life, have been every, I've been very interested in the story. I know that no matter what, Luke was a hero who was pure at heart, and although he stumbled, he never failed. He may have been tempted by the dark side, but he never ventured there. Anakin does fail when he all, we all know that. As neat as it is to see that, in my opinion, I feel our society needs to see the example that Luke makes rather than the failure of Anakin. Regardless, the redemption is the key to the old story. I hope the original come back, on, come back out on DVD and back to the movies for every generation. If George Lucas wants to make it look even better, then so be it. I simply love the way George Lucas continues to retell the stories of heroes and the trials they face. I love Star Wars because we know that eventually good will always triumph. Thank you, John Henderson. Thank you very much, John, that's for sending us. That's, that's touching, really touching. We're going to have to frame these. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that, that email and the other, the other one. The well, late, a couple late, of the, yeah. Almost all of the fan mail we receive here is like that good and inspiring. Yeah. Even the, I, I, but I, I'm just going to tell you, go listen to the, the, the two other emails from the ladies I, I've read yeah, on, the, on uh, the other the show. show yeah. I'd read them again, but we, we're, we're, we're going to run out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh these these are also really good examples yeah. of how Star Wars changed their life, yeah. you know. And they are wow. inspiring, and most of those people uh, have grown from the original trilogy and now are That's probably right. older than most of the Star Wars fans. Yeah, or around the same group of age of that the yeah. l- that the older one are. Yeah. Um, it's, it it's amazing. <laughs> To, to, to see all this um, we could actually could, do we have the time for no we're not going to have no. the time to actually call someone else uh, but it's okay <laughs> maybe next time maybe next time well f- of course next time uh, we'll cut short a, a secondary subject next time that's or right. something and one thing I'm going to say though is that one of the philosophy that George Lucas brought to Star Wars was the fact that yes good always somehow in a way triumph but it's at a loss. It it comes at a loss. You know, you gotta lose something in order to win. And uh, it's it's remembering me uh, of uh, one phrase we hear in the Return of the King trailers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Every victory must come with a loss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, you know, even there, even there, uh, Jer- John Rawl- Rule Tolkien mm-hmm. said the same thing. And the thing is that in Empire Strikes Back, you get you feel you get the the really bad feel, and back then then afterward in Return of Jedi, you know you come back to the good things. There are always dark times. That's right, but you can get through them if you keep on believing in the Force <laughs> <laughs> and yourself. <laughs> that that sounded like a public announcement type commercial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The late after school special. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> late, late, late after school special. There you go. Mm. Okay. Uh, so I think that's pretty much it for the. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, that's after this. That's after that. That's after that. This that. This is after that. That is after this. So now we're going to be going to a little musical break. Uh, we're going to be listening to Jane's Addiction Stop, and there's a pretty good mix in there. Like, listen very, okay. very well to it, and. Uh, no, 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 no,
I'm Shane Dick, and we're the authors of the new Jedi Order trilogy, Force Heretic. You're listening to Star Wars on direct. SimpleNet, you will get, at a very reasonable cost, an advertising space for your company, a website built for you by your team of professionals, or quite simply, a space to put your personal site online. The online gamers are not forgotten. We can offer fixed prices of bandwidth, as well as solutions for turnkey pre-configured game servers. Join us at www.simple-net.ca. Hi, this is Mike Gallo, the producer for Star Wars Night Sail Republic for LucasArts. And this is Star Wars on Direct. And a couple of minutes after that, you, you will be able to hear the uh, mix in the song. Uh, from <laughs> All right, <laughs> I picked recording. up where I left. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> was wondering what. Yeah, that was bad timing from my part. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, so did you see the, the the countdown? What countdown? Uh, I caught you because you were. Yeah, I know, but okay. uh, that's the thing. I wasn't looking at the countdown. Oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> Seven seconds is just not enough. Seven seconds. You're very unprofessional. Okay, sorry. Do, do you see a professional countdown here? Yeah, I, I do. 
What the hell did you I eat? see it right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to be going on a little, a little bit on our craze, on our secondary subject, the My Crazy Star Wars Theories. Yay. Ladies and gentlemen, for your most pleasure, my freaky theories. <laughs> and we're going to start with the, uh, we're going to start with the DVD theories and all that. All that. The all DVD that. theory? Yeah. Well, there was oh, this... Oh, okay, oh, yeah. Go, go ahead. There, there's this theory that, uh, that comes no, from one of our friends. No, it's not right in there. <laughs> that um, every time they come up with a new Star Wars movie, they actually have to come up with a new trilogy. The classic trilogy. The classic trilogy on, on VHS format or on video format or on one format whatsoever. But they've overexploited the, v- the VHS format now. Mm. You know? With episode one, they came out with no, the special before edition. Before that, before that, go go before that. Yeah, the, okay. the one last back time. in 1997. <laughs> yeah, they well back in 1995, 96, they had the THX remastered version. Yes, and one last time. One last time on video. I have those. And then they put it on the theater, and then ca- they came out with the special edition. Special edition in theater. In theater, where Greedo shoots first. Yeah, as the as the big slaughter crowd since Greedo shoots first. After yep. that, episode one come along, and, and what do they do? One year before, one year before, they, sh- they come up with a special edition with on VHS, on VHS with of and course VCD and VCD, and with of course what the little uh, featurette uh, making of episode one on the on the VHS tapes. That was mm-hmm. fun. Then comes out the DVD for episode one, and they announce episode two. Come uh, one, year, one year, before year before episode two. two. Mm-hmm. Here comes a new. Special edition in a new casing with a new like box the white bl- the white box that's the the white plastic covered box that's the one I have and with the episode two with uh, an epi- episode two making of a about yeah feature at about ten minutes on the first tape only yeah <laughs> I wanted more <laughs> so that is enough no <laughs> for some people. Yeah, for non-spoiler people. And now episode three will come out in 2005, so one year before, which should is 2004. I actually have a theory you about that. You should see the. You should actually see the come out of DVDs. Yes, and you know how they'll ke- get they'll get us a trailer just like Mystery. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Exclusive. Exactly. An exclusive trailer. There you go. Anyway, people are so waiting for the DVDs that it will buy, even <laughs> if there is nothing. We're all going to buy it. <laughs> even <laughs> if there is nothing on on episode three on it. Well, if it if there's no trailer with it, I'll wait for Christmas. Yeah, if well, there is one. Then I'll, I won't. I'll probably won't go on the first first day, but then again, I'll but would you? Yes, you would. Would you believe months. that oh, they? Okay. Would you? <laughs> come out, but you would you believe that they probably came out? Uh, not just for the publicity, uh, f- not for episode, for the hype of the next movie that yeah. people buy it, but because some fans watch v- uh, their VHS too often and the the, co- the quality just is by gone after a couple of times, so they have Ooh. to buy another. They have to buy another. Uh, Why would I believe that? <laughs> just buy it on VCD. That's I got buy the VCD. Yeah, and buy the freaking big VCD player that goes along with it. No, you just buy a DVD player that plays VCDs. Or you can play them on your computer. VCDs? Yeah. Oh, there's, there's the small CDs? Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm think I, yeah, that's CDs. it. I'm thinking about the LaserDiscs. Yeah, 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 yeah LaserDiscs. Because yeah, they, they, they did came out on LaserDiscs, which were they have way too big. They have a LaserDisc at my school. But the LaserDiscs, are you speaking about those? Yeah, like they're 33 inch? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
those are big. So, so that's one and theory. And so uh, we should have the either tr- the the trilogy on DVD for those for those of you who want and hopefully a trailer for episode three, like mystery, which was awesome. For those of you who want to go to the Eightco News website. Uh, in the ID News 16.4.17 and I wanted to go there because of course Moriarty strikes again with a uh, little information about the uh, DVDs and all it's uh, no. kind of an interesting news but I'm sure the DVD will not be the original version but the no, special, special edition, edition. the one that was uh, recently shown in LA. and I maybe think that there will be no trailer of episode 3 on the DVD but, but on the if you have a DVD ROM exactly. now yeah, exactly. that's now. right I have a DVD. If you have a DVD ROM and a subscription to Hyperspace, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would be so wrong <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> Poor Kickfisto. Cool. It just doesn't work out for me. <laughs> it never does. Never does. <laughs> we'll see that in episode three. <laughs> or in the Clone Wars series. Who no, knows? He, he's not going to croak in the Clone Wars. I don't know. He has to die in episode three. He has on to? On screen. Why does he has to? Why does Mace Windu have to die? Because I said so. Oh. Because I said so. so. You have so many oh, I know. I have so oh, how, power at the Oh, how mighty one. Can I go back to my subject now? No. <laughs> what, what do we do now? Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay. Um, what a, well, we have basically discussed three basic uh, uh, crazy theories I have. One is the title with the double meanings. Uh, the other one is the NGO series repeating the classic trilogy history. The other one, of course, is the lightsaber color. That's right. I have a nice little theory on lightsaber color. But first, let's listen to what Sebastian has. I listen. would like to make a little publicity <laughs> about duct tape. Duct oh. tape is just like the Force. It has a dark side and a light side, and it binds the universe together. It holds. It's old. <laughs> I've heard that one. It's a pretty. It's a pretty good joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That joke, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how about humorous comment? Okay, there we go. So, titles with double meaning: Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones, Star Wars: A New Hope, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. And you're gonna bash me with the Revenge of the Jedi later, okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Star Wars: The Phantom. Basically, what I'm saying is there's a double meaning to every title. Star Wars The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace is, of course, Darth Sidious lurking over the Jedis. But it yeah, also is the menace of the Republic falling upon, his, up, up, upon its own uh, falling foundations. Apart. Falling so, apart? No, yeah. but that I don't think... Was, was in Jer- Jer- Yeah, it was in George Lucas. Uh, it was I think Sidious. So. I think so. Yeah, but it, it, it is. It's Sidious. It's not the Republic... Falling apart. Yeah. I'm but just saying that but that's but the second could, sense. If you think too much, you could think <laughs> <laughs> that it, it would mean that um, the Republic is rotting from the beginning, from the interior, because that's what that's Palpatine right. says. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like when you said the it's defendable for the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Proceed. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's like when you said that Dark Malak in the uh, Knights of the Old Republic. The, uh, was in fact Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> it was actually Darth Vader's armor yeah. that was fine and somewhat somehow. Darth, could someone find us a picture? Uh, I would love go to, to see the Knights of the or- to go to triple uh, w dot s w k o t r dot com k o t o r dot com. Sorry, and uh, you'll g- you'll see uh, no, the uh, character. A better place than that. Go to go see Darth Malak 
And uh, we have a, we have a news on uh, on Zetland.net. Okay. That, uh, well, let's me f- let I mean, me find take it. a look at the at the armor seriously. And in the trailer, we were first see we were first shown of uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the way Dark Malak comes out of a Tidarium shell. That looks just like Darth mm-hmm. Vader coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And the the look of the armor was really good and nice. I, I'm thinking that's like the basic armor for Darth Vader without the helmet. I, I haven't I haven't played Knights of the Old Republic. It really looks like it. Seriously. No. You sorry. Get, no. You got to admit. No. No. Not at all. Put it in black. It's like okay. It's it's okay. I imagine it. Black. It looks like the Daredevil costume. Like that. <laughs> yeah, it does. With a metal like neck 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 or something. He, he does. He, the cape isn't right. He has no, that weird it's, it's neck the thing. Neck, the neck thing that you think is yeah. The neck. Fired. The neck thing is like a respirator. And I mean, g- just go see the trailer. Go take a look at the trailer on the website and look at the end of the trailer. You'll. You'll tell me about what you think. Oh, it's inspired by Darth Vader, but don't don't think Star Wars the Attack other of side. the Clones. Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Yeah, you better. There's of course clones. the clones attacking Genosis at the end of the movie. That's the obvious. That's the obvious yes. one. But uh, clones are copies, aren't they? Yes, I heard this on the French show. Okay. Do you you agree that clones are copies? Yes. Okay. But they're not living, so. And then wait 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 wait. Can I can I? Say the okay. theory. Let him try. Let him okay. try. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, uh, give them the image link, by the way, on the chat for Dark oh, Malik. Okay, I'm gonna try it. The um, the 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 robots that you see, all the battle droids and the super battle droids, yes. are all copies of one basic model. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Therefore, they're they are clones. copies. They're clones of the first model. Therefore, they are mass produced. Are you going to say like the clones? The clones are mass produced as well. They are human beings. They take the same. It's, it's, it's no, a scientific process. But it's like there they are don't a million. Even, they don't even really have a mind of their own. Yes, they do. That's how they are superior. Well, th- how do you think That's they come how they up are with superior the superior to how the robots? How do you think they come up with the the commander robots, the commander droids, and all? They give them. They give them algorithms to process battle information. Just it's like a they computer. Do. No. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how they made the droids, uh, but they trained the clones. It's clone versus clones. <laughs> okay, it's just so preposterous. It doesn't make... S- it's stupid. That's okay, that's okay. Uh, we're going to be coming back on episode 3 later because I have two titles I want to I wanna share my minds of about. Of course. Uh, then there's A New Hope with, of course, Luke Skywalker coming out of his shell. Uh, going ha- going into the galaxy and saving the Republic and saving the day. This is uh, the saving hope. the Alliance in the New Hope, and the Alliance destroying the Death Star mm-hmm. is their new hope of winning against the Empire, because they just. Um, I would say that a New Hope encapsulates the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like Han Solo is a New Hope, Leia is a New Hope. For my part, it was Luke. Yeah, Luke is a central character, but they are all Solo New Hopes. How is Rise Han Solo up against a New Hope? Darth Vader. Um, he's in. He's was a bad. He was like this criminal, and now he's a good guy. Okay, you're all clear. Hello. Kid. Take your shot. You're going home. That's yeah. What? Okay. Yeah. Nah. Dream on. <laughs> from from scum to hero. That's what you're gonna tell me. Yeah. Well, and still, a new hope has one more meaning. Can it, can can reflect to more than one. It's a general theme for the movie. So How is Attack of the Clones. So is no. the Phantom Menace. No, 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 no it's yeah. not. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. That's pretty clear. That's pretty clear. First, first battle of the movie. 
The Empire Strikes Back's on hot, and they win. Yeah. Okay. We all Duh. agree on that. Yeah. yeah. It's so the whole it's again is and a theme. Wait, wait. End of the movie. Darth Vader fights against Luke Skywalker and wins. And Darth Vader wins. Okay, be careful, spoiler fans. Because <laughs> Darth Vader is his father. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> no, it's no. impossible. There you go. You see, and after that, nice quote, <laughs> nice <laughs> <code>, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm here, remember what the color of lightsaber of Luke's lightsaber was? And continue, continue. We get to that one <laughs> after. That's, that's the the other one. That's the other one afterward. Uh, Return, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. You have Luke coming back to get his father back because he sent some good in him. And then you have Anakin who comes back to the light side because he wants to save his son okay. in the ultimate Again, path of redemption. It's called a general theme of the movie. <laughs> what I hope it's a general yeah. theme. Empire Strikes Back is a general theme. And guess what? Return of the, the Jedi is it's a, a general theme. theme. What I thought was that being Return of the Jedi, uh, since it was supposed to be revenge, it was because Luke's get his revenge by cutting exactly the exactly but same ends but they changed the subject exactly. so it was pointed at Luke at first probably and then, and then they changed the but title but also you but could say with the revenge you could also say that Anakin is revenges against Palpatine as well it's not really vengeance he's, he's protecting his son true even if he, he takes him and Throws him down the yeah. shaft or something. It's not really revenge. But it's all throughout Return of the Jedi. Luke returns to Tatooine. He returns to Dagobah. He returns, and he 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 returns return. to his friends yeah. exactly. at the end of the movie. <laughs> he's just it's like a conclusion. He's recapping everything. So he's returning it's a, a lot of general things. theme. You know what? I totally forgot to return my movie before I came. <laughs> I came here. Good so job, Howard guy. <laughs> Okay, mm, paying twice for that shitty movie, Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth in Le French. In, in French. French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's called okay. in French. It's the 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 killer the of Friday. Yeah, the killer of Friday. Killer of the Friday. <laughs> the Friday killer. No, the killer killer of the Friday would be more because right? it's really disturbingly bad written title. Okay, lightsaber color uh, crazy theory now. That's the worst I've made. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my co-hosts are taking aspirins now because this one is really painful. There's actually two theories. One is from me, one is from my friends in Toronto. One is, I will agree with you, this disprovable. My theory is that there's actually a, a, an, an hierarchy to the lightsaber colors, which is green is for masters and grandmasters, blues are for Jedi Knights and Jedi Apprentices, and... Well, of course, red are for sets, and uh, all other colors are for Grand Jedi Master. But green, Luke has a, a green blade in Return of the Jedi, and he's not a, a, a knight. He's, he's not a knight yet. Only when he defeats but Darth Vader. Even, even, even he just said that Jedi Knights and Apprentice have blue lightsaber. But he he Jedi, Jedi Knights and Master have green, and Jedi Knights and Padawan have blue. Jedi Knights have inter, 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 inter switch blue and green. Mm. Nice, nice skating, nice skating. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and with Luke's, yeah, I see that that it just depends. But, but what about he's the master of his sister? Okay, wait, oh hold on. A second. He knows he knows that his sister uh, well, has on, the force. Seb, 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 remember in the original trailer for Revenge of the Jedi, 
What color is Luke's lightsaber? Blue. You want to know the reason why they changed it? Because it didn't look good against the sand color. Oh, what do you know? Yeah, that's I the only reason that the, it's green. I said exactly track. that in, in French. I said the, the color depends on the background setting. Exactly. Or the to color of your skin, if you take a look at Yoda. Green is symbolism for, for spring, which is renouvelement. Hope. And hope. Well. And rebirth. Yeah. So, and the Jedi are rebir- reborn in Return of the, oh, Return of the Jedi. What a nice analogy. <laughs> so, I, your theory doesn't make that much, sense. that much sense. That's okay, which is totally okay. Mace Windu purple lightsaber. Samuel Jackson wanting a nice, cool yeah. color lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it. You so want him to be special. So it, that's it. it. Is he married? <laughs> yeah. Because he can ask He's yourself questions, you know. He's got a daughter. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, oh, that's the thing. She chose the color. No. Because it looked like the Teletubby. Um, no, but your theory is... My theory is that in Shatterpoint, you see him going through a lot of things. Especially, like, really close to the dark side. So and oh, yeah, I heard he has the show. He has a blue blade... In the beginning, but then it's but it's 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 intermediate it's intermediate with red color. But Shatterpoint takes place after Attack of the Clones, yeah. which because in, in Attack been, of the it's Clones been he had for that a long time. But he had that purple lightsaber. Yeah, but it's been trailing for a long time. What's what he's facing in so Shatterpoint? So, so it should be red then at the end of Shatterpoint. No, it should well, still be purple. Well, because he's no. balanced again at the end of Shatterpoint. No, I, mean, it's I don't just think George Lucas thought that much into no. the Mace Windu character. Definitely not. You just find a different crystal, and that's it. There you go. To build yeah, the lightsaber. The Adama crystals are magic. Yeah. It, it was an error uh, for episode one, probably, to have the action figure with a blue lightsaber. Yeah. And they decided yeah. in Attack of the Clone to have the, the purple one. So that's right. Well, one, of the, one of the first idea they came up with for the Yoda's lightsaber was orange. Mm. But in one of the Dark Horse comics, you see Mace Windu exchanging yes, he lightsaber, lightsaber with another Jedi yeah. in this kind of ceremony. So Ooh. that's where he got his uh, purple yeah. lightsaber. There you go. And he traded his lightsaber to someone else, and he yeah. tra- got a blue one, then they traded it back. Yeah, that's, w- that's how they explained the purple one. Yep. <laughs> hey, maybe that other Jedi was falling... No, he wanted to be killed because he has a blue lightsaber. That's that's what you, you will say next. That <laughs> no, that uh, however with blue car- uh, blue lightsaber always die. Always, always die. Dies. Always die. Loses an arm. They they always lose something. The Members blue the lies. blue lightsabers are the losers lightsabers. They are doomed. They are doomed to lose. They are doomed to be lost. Okay. They, that 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 one is the only one that I have yet to find a way to kill. Qui Gon has a green lightsaber in Episode One. He dies anyway. Okay, dies we're anyway. gonna have to see in episode three because, you know, uh, Obi Wan wins over Anakin. They both, to my knowledge, However, will have a blue lightsaber. Yeah, that's a, but if you take a look at it, the uh, the actual lightsaber color of Obi Wan's when he first attacked Darth Maul's is blue. Yeah. Then yeah. he gets pushed into the pit. Loses and then, he, then he uses Qui Gon's saber to kill. He loses him. the blue lightsaber, so the blue lightsaber is lost, and he uses the Qui Gon's green lightsaber. Yeah, to defeat. Dark yeah, Ball. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay, you're, s- y- you're. <laughs> so you. Okay, so we're at. So so Obi Wan then has a blue lightsaber and yeah. attack the clones. He proceeds to lose it when he gets a Geonosis and gets captured, right? And then he gets he gets it again. He gets a green one in the arena battle. Then yeah. Anakin and 
Anakin oh, gets and Obi Wan. Are they go and confront Dooku? Obi Wan loses his saber. Yeah. And he, and he, and, and Anakin grabs Anakin it. Anakin uses both. Uses both. But then, guess which one is the first one that he loses? The green one. Yeah. No, the blue yes, one. It is. It's if the blue one. Okay. No. Then how, then how do they have that battle in the black in the yeah, dark? It's the with red the blue against and the blue. red. Yeah. It's it's you're wrong. He has both arms. When yeah. he when he fights with the blue one. Yeah, yeah, but then he loses the green one. He loses the, the green one before chopping off the electricity That's or something. Exactly. But he, get, he gets he gets he gets his arm chopped off with the blue with one. Yeah, but he still loses the green one. But then he loses the blue one with his arm, with a part of his body. But he still loses the green one. You okay, say green loses, ones can't yeah. be lost. No, I'm not saying that they can be lost. I'm saying that the, the blue, blue one will eventually have to be lost. They have to. Obi-Wan how, how did Obi-Wan Last his uh, The blue lightsaber Dooku strikes him On the arm He hold Obi-Wan he Almost lost an he arm He had a green one Nope The proof is here Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Thank you Google <laughs> You had that ready <laughs> Oh yes <laughs> I'm gonna find it I'm gonna <laughs> You're all mixed up now <laughs> I'm gonna watch Tack the Close right When I get home no, he loses the Obi Wan loses the blue lightsaber first. Then uh, Hanakin picks it up, ra- races towards Dooku. He, after a couple of uh, of interfights, he loses the the green lightsaber first. Then he fights one one saber to one saber with the blue one. Then yeah. what happens? As he goes in the cross section kind of way, he loses the arm mm-hmm. saber with the he loses the arm with the blue lightsaber. Yeah, that's that's kind of the Skywalker curse. You could you could take a look at that there. Skywalker who uses a blue lightsaber will lose a part of his body that actually holds that that lightsaber. What was the color of Anakin's lightsaber in the <laughs> Oh my god, if they ever come up with a spin-off for Ben Skywalker in uh in, in, in the NGO se- well after the NGO series, but he mustn't bear a, a blue lightsaber. <laughs> he will. He will. <laughs> so that would be bad. Let's go to a new hope. What's the color of Obi-Wan's lightsaber when he dies? Yeah, okay. It's the same one. It's blue. It's blue. blue. <laughs> but we're going to have to see in episode three. Because yeah. they both presently have an ep- a blue they proba- lightsaber. They probably, probably be two lightsabers because Obi-Wan, when he gives the blue lightsaber to Luke on Tatooine, he said, you want your father wanted you to have this. He probably picked it up after... The battle. After uh, Anakin fell into the, the, the pit. Fell into the pit, yeah. So oh, what, what, what pit? There is no pit. <laughs> <laughs> you you have know. to have read the Return of the Jedi book to know about that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss me, sweetie hash. <laughs> Don't say it to me. I'm not. I'm spoiler, so. That's okay. We're just saying, if you've read Return of the Jedi, so you, you ju- heard about the pit. So it's just a coincidence that blue lightsaber get cut off with the the. The arm that's, that's holding pre- them. That's a pretty strong coincidence, you gotta admit. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Lu- yep. Luke, it, Luke in Empire Strikes Back after that, blue lightsaber, loses an end. It's a coincidence because I don't think George Lucas meant that <laughs> blue, light, that blue, blue lightsaber it's always gets chopped off. Yeah. Okay. That's Dream, okay. Dream on. Well, one of our, one of our, uh, one of our uh, fans actually, <laughs> what's that? 20, 0. Two zero for you. Yep. Oh, you wish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two zero for us. One of our f- one of our fans actually sent us a couple of uh, crazy theories. I'm not going to read all of them, but well, actually, I'm just going to resume it 
the basis of its of his cra- crazy theories. Luke basically hallucinates through all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> it's one it's one big drug trip. Yeah. So he's on what spice? I don't know. Dagoba shrooms or something like that. <laughs> think think about it though. When he goes to to destroy oh the first God. Death Star, <laughs> it's like he, he disengage his his nav computer, and they ask him, "Are you all right?" Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> I mean, the way he says it, you can ask yourself, you can wonder. And he's in the Force. He's one with the Force yeah. at that point. But you know, you know, you know that kind of like holographic projection of Obi-Wan yeah. as a ghost that yeah. that's exactly it it's a prank pulled by R2-D2 <laughs> against 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 uh, Luke R2-D2 is projecting a, a nice image of uh, Obi-Wan but doesn't it have to be a recording <laughs> <laughs> well apparently uh, he has a pretty strong AI so he, he, can, he can he can render that he can probably render that that's really cool isn't it so he just renders the uh, the Obi-Wan pictures There you go. That explains all of the uh, appearances Man, of. Uh, how does R2 know about Dagoba? How does R2 know about Dagoba? Yeah. R2 was on Dagoba. R2 was pitted out on no, Dagoba. No, 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 but w- on Hot, when he. he on Hot? Yeah. Oh, no, that's because he was delirious because okay. he was suffering from hypothermia. Okay. See? Or it was more of that magic. And, and trip. R2 knew. How to render the same Obi Wan? Yeah, but you know, there's I actually have a better explanation than than that than the later one for the art situation. Okay. You know what art really is? Art is on a masikat. Since Obi Wan is bent is on a masikat. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that is one crazy theory. <laughs> hey, that's what the theme is: crazy theories. Art is on a masikat. <laughs> and Zona Masakat is telling Obi Wan uh, is telling Luke to go, go to, to Dagobah so R2 can put a prank on him. The for Zona Masakat to have some kind of a ghost, the person has to have died on that planet. Can have to have died on it? No, no but it's no, not no, a ghost. No. It's, no. It, it's it's an image. No, it's only have to Very have rare. been there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. but I don't think. Well, Anakin, Anakin didn't die there, and he shows yeah. up as a projection. Yeah. yeah, but on Earth, I don't think Obi Wan went there. <laughs> No, hot nah. no, no, no. Hot is not like Zona Masikat. Hot is Zona Masikat. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> the Fairwinds just disappeared between epis- between uh, Rogue Planet disappear? and Episode. They didn't uh, disappear. They were just hiding. Yeah, it's one of them crazy theories for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a nice an ice age on Zona Masikat at that uh-huh, time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you know they were so all there was frozen. no intelligent life. That's it. They were all frozen. The only okay. intelligent life was Zona Masikat. Okay. <laughs> There you go. That's pretty crazy. Isn't that a crazy theory? That's insane. I wonder if we have any audience it. left. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Please don't leave us. <laughs> <laughs> of course we do, because what we say is interesting. Um. Okay. Is it? Oh, tell us. Yeah. Send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> you know how the Star Wars movie always started with the, the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? Yes. I'm holding my breath. You, you just you you. It's your fault because you made me think of that one. Oh, don't pin this on me. I've been thinking about it for a couple of years that, you know, maybe George Lucas really is a Jedi sent to her to study our population. And when we're ready, have the Jedi come on by and let us join the Republic. But I don't think that's going to happen. Just laugh out loud if you want to <laughs> laugh out loud. <laughs> However, 
since Star Wars thing mm, happened so a long funny. time that's, ago that's, that's funny that's in the funny. galaxy far far away and, and what like he just possessed his body conveniently when he was I don't know 17 yeah. because that's when he has car crash yeah. it, 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 you're setting I'm starting to set up this theory that's it oh my gosh <laughs> it's making sense you're supporting it no hey you're serious <laughs> no I'm not okay you know what I'm thinking Atlanteans were Jedi okay yeah. oh. <laughs> turn off the mic walk away <laughs> <laughs> and go go jump jump from the balcony? No, 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 no. I'm no, going no. to get your medicine now. Yeah, it really. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the blue pills anymore. <laughs> They're the one that Viagra? They're the no. Oh. <laughs> They're the one that stop me from being delirious. <laughs> no, come on. Atlantean would be would be Jedi. They possess all the power. They have great power. But that would they assume the Atlantis power. is real. It is. Okay, Sam. Sam. What? N- new theory? <laughs> now th- let's move on to the next one. The next one is the Angio series repeating the classic trilogy history. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, if you take a look at it, Chewie dies in the first book in Vector yeah, I Prime. Heard this, I heard this one. The first yeah, but they one. didn't. <laughs> Chewie dies in the first book. Obi-Wan dies in the first Star Wars movie. Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon dies in the first Star Wars movie. Yeah. As Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan in, the, in A New Hope, that's what I wanted. Happy coincidence. There you go. So, you mean that Anakin is represents Obi-Wan? No, I mean Chewie represents either Obi-Wan or either Qui-Gon. And in both cases, they're great warrior with Okay, a lot so of you mean a lot of air so on their Anakin face. dies in episode in in episode 3. Yeah. That's because Anakin no, dies no, no, star by star. Come on. But he doesn't die. But he doesn't but Anakin doesn't a die part, in a part of him dies. Yeah, from a certain point, point of view. That's <laughs> right. True depends on the point of view. Obi Wan was a liar, a chronic liar. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Read he was the insider. He was a nulla projection. Yeah. So it's R two that's the chronic liar. Oh that man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is this is really 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 low you're, right you're now. You're sick, man. <laughs> Not yet, but it's coming. Okay. <laughs> so you mean they? So Chewie and Qui Gon, repre- they are both great warriors. And how does? Anakin Solo and Ben Kenobi hook up together. What did they? What is their rassemblement? How do you put those two together so that they are? They die for a cause. There you go. There, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. why don't you That's read the yeah. book? I I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> I was persuaded he died for a cause. Yeah. Well, there you go. Obi-Wan dies for a cause too But they don't have The same symbolism Luke dies uh, Obi-Wan dies So that Luke can grow Luke, up Luke can grow up And become a Jedi Yeah Anakin dies To save the Jedi The other Jedi And kill the queen Hey yeah. wait a minute I did guess Obi- it did, did makes sense did, But did, did, did Obi-Wan what about the end Did Obi-Wan die Because He wanted to save Luke From Darth Vader He wanted to Jedi <laughs> Exactly. Which is which is which Jedi's are left? Him and Yoda. <laughs> hold on. But how do the Yuuzhan Vong and the Empire and the the Yuuzhan Vong and the Sith come together? I I don't understand. They both are hard to see in the Force, and they're a hard oh. time. Th- it's a hard time to kill them. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many Yuuzhan Vong. But there were so many Siths at one point. They killed each other. There you go. The Yuuzhan Vong haven't done that yet. 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 Yet we're going to see that next week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. 
It's still <laughs> Adam when yeah, I know Adam, Adam when is saying Chewie's not dead Don't Not dead Don't believe the hype It's so okay Daddy, You will be in Montreal next week it, It's uh, okay It's okay Adam He's He's in a better place now <laughs> He's been He's become one with the force That's right Chewie's death That so was an important part In my turning of Turning point in my life So Sebastian Are It you was? ready to be intern now? Uh I think I can pr probably come up with some more, but... <laughs> Do you really want to hear them? No. No. <laughs> and you have a live audience just to say, no. Yeah, I know, I know. No, that's a, that, that's, that's a couple of my crazy Star Wars series. They're good. They're crazy. We, sh we should commit you. <laughs> come on, I mean, Zona Masakat is hot. That's cool. <laughs> that, yeah, it is cool. <laughs> it is cold. <laughs> it, is, it is totally cool. <laughs> And the use and Vong being like related to the sets and all. No, <laughs> no. Oh yeah. No. I'm sure See, they. I'm sure they're produced of a this Sith. Thing. Is like Death Star, big super weapons. What, Vong. The, what the hell would you call a world ship? What the hell would you a call a world ship? Is like a big. Is like a big floating world. What would you call throwing a freaking moon on a planet? That's that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, a pretty. The Sith wouldn't do that. This would blow up the planet. There you go. The Yuuzhan Vong did nature. Oh, did Sun Pedal survive to that to that moon crash? Yeah, they did. Are you sure? I don't It's remember. an asteroid yeah. field now. Yeah. And that's how they built their world ships. Yeah, but that's it, there's no more planet. The planet blew up. They recycle. They reuse. They recycled it. But the planet still three R's. What the hell do we know what the Empire did with Alderaan after they blew it up? EU. It's the graveyard. It's the graveyard of Alderaan. They, they didn't touch they it. They didn't touch it. They didn't touch it ever? Because it, it... No. It's That's like a symbolism of our power. Look what we did. That's You're right. next. <laughs> <laughs> Which never happened, of course. No. Didn't have a chance. There you go. Hey. Yeah, yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. The NGO, the NGO series was supposed to be 31 books, uh, 21 books, which can easily be divided into three parts, as in a trilogy. Okay, now yeah, seven, seven books, seven trilogy, seven books per trilogy. Yeah, you go, you can, you can mix it up. You just like take a look into it. Just. Inventing things now. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Just coming like out of his rear. Med meditate on it. You'll see. You'll find the answers. <laughs> Seb is insane. Yes. <laughs> Start an online petition. I don't know. Have Seb. That's the result of being an extreme fan. Yes. It has gone to his brain. He has strange chemicals flowing around. So now we're going to go to a short musical break. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be listening. Idea. <laughs> we're going to be listening to the music of Collective Soul, Shine. We're going to be right back on Star Wars on Direct, right after this little tune.
Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. author of Tatooine Ghost and the New Jedi Order novel Star by Star. You're listening to Star Wars Undirect. Welcome back to Star Wars on Direct. That was a new promo for the tribes happening in the Star Wars the fandom. Intro. Yeah. Uh, so oh, sorry, I didn't mean tribe. I mean community. So to uh, answer to Adam one, how much uh, what you guys talk about in the English show is a, a repeat of the French show? Uh, it's pretty different. I'll say eighty percent. Different. No, 80% the same. There's yeah. 20% difference. It, it's the same topics. It's let's the same let's say topics. that Sebastian is crazier in English than in French. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. True. Th- there were no Atlanteans Jedis in the French version. Because he runs it through in the French show, and then when he does the English show, he go he remembers everything he said, and he just doubles it. <laughs> no, I just have a more... F- I, I have more easiness to express myself in English. Which is strange. I know. Or maybe I'm more controlling you in French. That that's that yours. might be another. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's more that's more like it. Okay, so what's happening in the crazy world of Star Wars? We take a look at the conventions coming up. We're going to talk about local events after that. Uh, of course, there's the concept in Montreal. This is here with Michael Sheard attending this year. Uh, it's going to be happening at the uh, Days in Midtown from 9 to 3 p.m. next Saturday. Uh, the admission is $20 for the day pass, $25 for full convention pass, $10 for a dance masquerade evening pass, and $5 for children under 12 years of age. That means a lot of Ewoks can walk in there. JediCon 2003 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil will happen. Uh, there will be a fan film, card game sessions, RPG, Jedi Arena, Sabres, Live Combat. Costume contest, kits and models, exposition, action figures, fan club stands, and an exclusive interview with Samuel L. Jackson when he went Rio to promote his recent movie. That's where? In Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. In Brazil, in Brazil the admission. Spell Brazil, but you say yeah. Brazil. Brazil? No. Brazil. Brazil, yeah. That country in South America. Yeah. The big one. <laughs> the big one. Brazil, <laughs> not Brazil. Yeah, that's right. Two weeks from now, in November, from November 14th to 16th. Where did don't that move too from? much. I don't know. I'm not moving. I think it was you. <laughs> Star Wars guest Peter Mayer will be attending uh, the Montreal Science Fiction Expo here again in Montreal at the Palais de Congrès. The event will be including intimate and interactive sessions of uh, Q&A, autograph sessions, seminars, workshops, sessions. 100 exhibitors and 150 exhibitors and more will be there. 
And of course, we will be there, maybe doing Yay. a show live. It's not exactly certain yet. Uh, if not, but it probably will be recorded. Yeah, that's right. And if not, we'll probably have a later in the evening uh, show. Uh, then we're going up to the uh, Wizard World, Texas, in Arlington, Texas, no- from November 21st to the 23rd. Again, Peter Mayo. So Peter's coming to Montreal and going back to the <laughs> great <laughs> of Texas. <laughs> and the more events are to be announced, it's going to be held in the Sheraton Hotel in Arlington. Uh, and then again, uh, we're going to have here in Montreal, uh, on November 15th, the uh, Montreal Multi-Expo, which will be basically an exposition of uh, collectibles in uh, action figures and toys and all things like that, even Coca-Cola toys. Uh, for Collectibles. Collectibles. There you go. That's all there's going to be. And there's going to be $750 in presents fries, including a... Including a vintage Jabba, uh, Jawa, Jabba. <laughs> yeah, and a vintage Jawa cape, Jawa vinyl cape, uh, mint in the box or something like that. So th- that's already like four. That's already four hundred dollars that are going. Is the crazy. peg in or out? Is it punched in or out? I don't know. Wow. But I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna show them my my Jawa, what I did with mine. They're gonna all. They're gonna want to kill. Me. <laughs> I, I put a hole in his head and put a little hook through it so I can actually put it in my neck. <laughs> my next put my it in your neck. Yeah, my next target, Agbar. Yeah. To go with my intro. <laughs> <laughs> intro of the hyperspace. Yeah. It's a trap. But we Not don't. Sure. We won't say what his fate is in the unifying force. He has a fate in the unifying in the unifying force. I didn't know about that. Yes. Shut up! <laughs> That's Ready? like you to shut up. <laughs> Next time, I'll just poke him. Well, let's just say that he has a happy family and lives happily ever after. So, Star Wars guests will be attending uh, the Autographica in uh, UK, Coventry, UK, from November 22nd to 23rd. Uh, we're going to see General Crix Medine, Squidhead, Tessac Michael Murray Officer Gerald Holm, and uh, Tim Dry, who was Whippet, Jiquil, and the Montalamary, and basically, like, those guys in the back you don't care too much about, but who are there and are operating the Montalamary ships, and most possibly the Hospital Frigate. That's pretty cool. Yay! Fish at the command of the ship! <laughs> in the meantime, at Super Mega Fest 2003 in Boston, Jeremy Bullock and Kenny Baker will just have come back from uh, Paris on November 15th will be uh, in uh, Boston, Massachusetts on November 20, 22nd and 23rd uh, that's basically what we have to say for this month it's going to be a pretty crazy month for everyone and of course Montreal, especially. and of course one of the real things we, we, we want to advertise here is that if you would like to spend an evening with Michael Sheard that was nice wasn't it very yes. commercially light. That's right. An evening with Michael Sheard cost forty dollar gastronomical supper. You can contact me at gjm at sitman dot net, and I will. And, and you can G ask like me in George, J like in Jim, M like in Montreal, G like in Grand, J like in Jedi, Jedi. M like in Master. <laughs> I just felt like being arisen original, as in Grand Jedi Master. Exactly. Me. So you can actually 
contact me for more information. This uh, Supper with Michael Sheard will be happening on Thursday, November 6th from 8 p.m. to 2200 Zulu. <laughs> nice. You nice. had to. You just had to. <laughs> this guy keeps on pulling pranks on me for some weird reason I don't know about. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? So, take your blue pills. Whether you live in Boston, Massachusetts, whether you live in uh, Convent in the uh, UK or wherever that place was, whether you live in Paris and you'd like to be a part of our team, uh, we are still looking for a man or a woman with good communication skill who's doing the major convention circuit in the US, Dragon Con, Gen Con, Comic Con, Wizard World, etc. The Star Wars Undirect Correspondent would record interview for our show with Star Wars personalities and fans. This person will have the equipment and software to record and edit audio file to be sent to us. You think you could help us? Send us an email at studio at swendirect.com with the title SWD correspondent in it. And um, for those who have an iPod, you can <laughs> Apple recently released a add-on that you can buy. It's a voice recorder. For 50 bucks US, you can record in, I think it's MP3 format. And it's supposed to be very directly? high co- directly oh, that's cool. onto the iPod, and you get as much Takes space as you space. can. Yeah, <laughs> take as much space as you want on your pod, and then send it to us. How many mics can we put on the, on just the iPod? One. Oh. Just one. But we so have far. splitters. We have splitters. But for those, we'll who have to test it. <laughs> but for those who want to do with the interviews at the cons, mm. there you go. No, but two mics, one for the... Yeah, the one uh, for the, the interviewer well, and one for the interviewee. Well, yeah. you can do it like the journalist. The real journalist do it. You speak yeah. into it, then you pass it back. Danny actually had an experience like that at the at Empiricon a couple of, uh, we- a couple of years ago. probably a, a lot of background noise. If we can get a mic, it's ten it'd times be even better. better. Yeah. yeah. It's and not uh, perfect. Speaking of the Empire Con, that's where the Montreal Multi Expo will be happening at the uh, Holiday Hand 420 Sherbrooke West. Cool. It's a really nice hotel. It has a window like the cockpit yeah, of the, the Millennium the, the Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. And cool. that's not a Star Wars crazy theory. Or is it? That's just a crazy observation. Yeah, Adam once said that next summer he will help us out. Yay! We have one. We need more. <laughs> so, Adam, if you'd like to come to Montreal on Thursday, please do. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I, I can give you crash space, you know. For free. <laughs> now our next show is going to be on November second. Should be, yeah. Uh, it should be. Yes, uh, we're probably going to be talking day about. Day is November second. You've miswrote this damn paper you gave me. Did you we're did November second. And when did I wrote? November second. <laughs> Danny is so busy do being a webmaster for Sith Clan. He. I just <laughs> did it on, in French. I, there you I, go. I put. Uh, uh, oh well, that's one thing we can talk about. At the same time that we're going to have a supper, we're also going to have a special show with uh, Zatelay. We're going to we're telling you again, but um, it's going to be a little show. So if you want to just like tune in and see what we sound in French, if you're new, laugh. Pretty delirious. Yes, pretty delirious. So November sixteenth. That's the date I was looking for. That, that should be our next show. Uh, we're hoping that we'll be live from SFX. However, there's a lot of chance that we won't be able to do so. But we might be doing a little after party. We're all going to be coming back here. So we're going to be 50 people at 1 o'clock. Oh, man. And Danny's, and Danny's 
uh, Shaq, yeah. and uh, he's going to be kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's just a room. It's yeah. just a room. But uh, the subject of the next Actual complete, show. complete show yeah. will be the NGO Unifying Force, the, uh, the novel that's coming out in two days. I can't wait to... To read it, I hope I have enough money. But it should be for the two fifty bucks Canadian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope I have enough money. Yeah, yeah. You just bought yourself an iPod. See, Star Wars influenced influenced choices. Yeah, you, you didn't thought about all that. You yeah, decided. It, it obviously, it's in fact. You didn't my put uh, you didn't wallet. put Star Wars in the in, in the balance. Just that yeah, iPod. Hey, hey, big Apple yeah, fan. I can listen to. My audiobooks on my iPod. That's okay. So oh. right now, uh, Wookie Mart is, is kicking ass at Galaxies. And they're taking down Stormtrooper squads like turkeys. <laughs> so he tells me. So <laughs> Jen Walker says two days crap. <laughs> yes, it's coming now November fourth, and probably s- some library, some uh, yeah, some bookstore some will bookstores. have it. Yeah, will have it uh, on Monday. Uh, We've got to go to Chapters on Monday and see if they no, got it. No, they I always go one day earlier. At I'm always disappointed. Every yeah. time I look for it, I'm always disappointed. Yeah. These people in Montreal, they know what a release date is. Yeah. It's horrible. And they, they say by... They, you have to go to uh, stores like Walmart or... They, do, they don't care. I was pissed at Walmart when episode two toys came out. They put it out a day early. Yeah. And I didn't know. And I got all like the second rate ones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why you want to go to Legends Action Figures, located at yeah. 7104 St. Hubert's, <laughs> right next to Metro Santelon here in Montreal. Then I discovered Legends, and I had no problems finding my figures. There you go. Ever again. <laughs> Never again. Never. So, if you have any comments about this show, if you don't want us to ever talk about my crazy theories, you can email ever us. Again. Ever again. Ever again. It's over. It's <laughs> over. It's done for. Oh, there will but be more. really must. There's still an episode with that, that has to come out. And so you know, there's one theory we haven't discussed. No, we don't need to discuss What? What if Lucasfilm had decided to make more Star Wars holiday specials? Let's just leave it at that. Just imagine a Star Wars... Halloween holiday special. Ready to cut them off? <laughs> uh, almost. We will. We will uh, talk about the holiday That's special right. on the holiday special Star Wars on the Rack. There you go. Awesome. That's coming up next in year. December. No, in, in December. In December. Yeah. That's earlier. The holidays are in December. There's some in, in uh, January as well. That's in my birthday. No. You'll go celebrate Hanukkah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hanukkah is in December. No, I know. It, it, it always changes. No, it doesn't. It's always in December. It's always in December? Always. 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 Yeah. The Force will be with you. Always. Always. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you have to take everything back to Star Wars. So you can send your comments to studio at lwendirect.com with the little comments and uh, any mm-hmm. fan mail, any information you'd like to send us. Shoot! If you'd like us to call us, if, if you'd like us to call you, give us your, your uh, phone number. We will definitely call you. Um, if you want us to intern Sebastian, send us an email. Send us, send an, email. us an email and we will decapitate him. <laughs> no, you won't. There are well, laws we'll against this. Well, no, yeah, I guess. But <laughs> psychologically, I can. Yeah, you can plead like uh, passage. Uh, w- 
That'd be bad. Momentarily uh, craziness or something like that? Yeah, but I, I'll be in a mental institution for the rest of my life. No. That's, that's probably no. what's going to no. happen. That's no. Probably, no. That's probably what's going to happen anyway, so. I know. So, <laughs> I'm going to avoid the inevitable. <laughs> okay, Adam, we promise we will not talk about theories every week. <laughs> Just once or, one or, once, or, once or two in a while. So we'd like to thank our sponsors, www.sitland.net, the French reference for the Star Wars uh, fandom out on the web, Legends Action Figures, which, we, which you can find at www.legendsactionfigures.com, the best store in Montreal, in, North Amer- in, in Canada and in North America to find, and even in the world, to find Star Wars action figures just, just or any action yeah, figures. Just go to their website and compare prices. The prices are, are in Canadian dollar and... Since the Canadian dollar is cheap, yeah, that's it. Well, we're up to seventy-six point or something like that. You know, yeah, that's good. That's the it's good and bad. Yeah, you want to go to the U.S. to buy uh, the Clone Wars? Uh, the no, no, not the Clone Wars, but the 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 uh, the, the book there. I, I don't <laughs> book. The unifying the force. unifying force. We're gonna pay less if we go to the U.S. Not oh, that it's much. probably not that, that the much. same. We, we will have to pay uh, yeah. some taxes. Uh, no, you don't. Not, not, not unless not it's less than fifty dollars. We would okay. also like to thank SimpleNet, who is giving us the joyful server. Who probably had a little glitch today. Uh, yeah, for a second. For a second there. But it's probably my connection more than the server. Damn, Videotron. In Videotron. any case, we'd like to thank SimpleNet for giving us the nice server to host our website and uh, giving us the nice uh, servers and bandwidth, so that you can listen to us every week. We'd also like to thank our pa- our partners. Uh, www.theforge.net again for all the information we get from there and the www.starwarsfanworks.com home of the best fan audios out there on the internet if you have any questions go to that website you can probably answer them by Mr. Nathan Butler hey that's it thank you for listening yeah hope to see you next time well we'll see you next time on Star Wars on Direct the voice of Star Wars fandom. This show has been brought to you by SimpleNet. Webmasters, online gamers, or administrators of e-business. At SimpleNet, we will always have a solution to meet your needs. You were listening to Star Wars on Direct. The voice of Star Wars fandom. Be sure to visit www.swandirect.com for more information about upcoming shows. Sitlan.net, c'est les toutes dernières actualités sur l'univers Star Wars. Plusieurs dossiers sur la saga, des événements et rencontres entre fans. Un énorme forum de discussion. Une radio web à contenu 100% Star Wars, incluant une ligne ouverte en direct. Plusieurs concours ouverts au Québec et en Europe, et bien plus encore. 
Ne résistez pas à la tentation du côté obscur. Cliquez sur le www.citlan.net. Legends Action Figures, the place for Star Wars figures and collectibles in Canada. Visit our website and compare our prices. We've got customers from all around the world and the best service around. Come meet the staff at our Montreal store or visit our website at www.legendsactionfigures.com. All prices in Canadian dollars. Hi, this is Matthew Stover, author of Shatterpoint and the new Jedi Order novel, Traitor. You are listening to Star Wars On Direct. And here we're back to Star Wars on Direct. That's right, people. Just quickly, just we quickly. We just wanted to tell you that we're going to be listening to a great remix of the fucking Ritty song from Pennywise, and it's going to be the, f- the Death Star Trench remix. Yeah, it's a made by Ravens. special request by Wookie Wookie Mart. Mart. So, uh, here thanks, it is. thanks again. See you next time. Red 7 standing by.
how to keep those fighters off our back. Right with you, boss. Look at that speed. Would be able to pull out in time? It's just like Beggar's Canyon back home. I'm in. I can't stay with you. Get clear, Wedge. You can't do any more good back there. Sorry. Our two, that, that stabilizer is broken loose again. See if you can't lock it down. You're all clear, kid. Now let's pull this thing and go home. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Remember, the force will be with you. Always. Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while.